Happy Monday, guys. This is Nick Fernandez. I'm just here in the uh, in the new studio with my wet hair that I'm waiting to put moose into, because uh, I'm a classy bitch, basically. Uh, I'm about to go meet up with, actually, your guest this week, Mr. Michael Prims. Uh, he's a really good comedy friend. He's super funny, great host. I've never seen someone develop a relationship with the audience uh, as quickly as he does, uh, at least among comedians of our cal- caliber. Uh, and I just want to get right into the episode because I had a lot of fun. Uh, we hung out, we drank coffee, we ate cannoli. I'm just going to plug his upcoming show at Archibald's Pub on October 6th. He's doing a Halloween theme show. I'll be on it. Hope to see you out there. And let's just blow right past this into the amazing sixth episode of Outside the Party with my guest, Michael Prince. I guess I'll be semi-professional and I'll put these on so I make sure that we don't, uh, you know, buck it up later. That's true. Okay. So the one thing is uh, we're going to get some coffee going here because you were nice enough to offer to bring us... Oh, wait. Is the podcast some... started? Yes, this is it. Oh, we're, okay. We're just going to start. We're, oh, uh, hell yeah. I'll introduce you afterwards, but like this just got right into the meat of it. Okay. You brought very beautiful cannoli because uh, when we originally start discuss doing this, uh, we just joked that we're going to record the most Italian podcast ever. And so uh, that's why we're doing it in a garage. Uh, And uh, because it was just tomato season And uh, behind the camera There are the bushels that we use To do do 10 I I only poured us a half cup Because I want to keep it relatively warm And then we'll just re-up each other As we go through So cheers I like how this is an authentic um, It's very hot But uh, (laughs) I like how it's an authentic uh, Stovetop unit and not oh, it's drinkable. Like it's drinkable. You, you, can get, you can get into it. Oh, yeah. it, won't, it won't burn your mouth. Um, just take a, take a small sip. I, I, I like the coffee cold sometimes. Really? I, you does, do. your, does your nonna make a cafe frid? Uh, my the... nonna doesn't, but my one of my zias does. And okay. so what she does, she'll make like like three pots of this, right, before people come over. And she'll just put it in a massive pitcher with ice. With a bunch of sugar and ends up, and then mm-hmm. just leave it in the, and then you you just take it out and you you pour it and like, and she she puts it in the freezer, yeah, and, and she puts it in the freezer it. and then she she takes like a scoop of it and puts it like so it's like a coffee slushy, yeah, and exactly, it's, it's That's nuts, exactly what it is. it's incredible, it, it like but mm-hmm. <laughs> I love. It. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> imagine if Max Milk sold that and you could just turn the crank. And the cafe freed came out. Uh, oh, the, the funniest thing is like no one else could relate to this. Like, Co- okay, like sorry, cafe freed. Let's translate yeah, that. Yes, cold coffee. Yes. So the coffee a- has, like Nick was saying, this slushy type consistency. <laughs> yeah, it's it, yeah, exactly like picture, and it even looks like like slush, at, like you know, dri- after like cars have driven over it. Exactly. Like it's got that yeah, look yeah. to it. <laughs> But uh, the funny, there's yeah. going to be very few people that could relate to this. But like, exactly. I'm just that's what makes it so funny to me. It's just like people, yeah. are like, what are they talking about? And you know, espresso is <laughs> already uh, extremely caffeinated. But when you have the coffee free, it hits harder. Oh yes, like I, like well, it's like you, a you, jolt. Well, like, you drink it faster too, right? Because exactly. you, you don't have like because with with like espresso, especially you get it in a tiny cup. It's piping hot, mm-hmm. and you go. 
Yeah, you're like, a little bit more cautious. Yeah. Uh, here's something that you might be able to relate to. We'll get to like the actual theme of the show later, yeah. but like this is I, I just love this. Now like, we're just starting. Hey, like, welcome to Talking Wops <laughs> with Nick and Prims. <laughs> Nick and Mike. No, I have to use my my, my first yeah, name for that. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Talking Wops with uh, Michele and Nicola. <laughs> Oi, Stugates, we're in the garage here. The plow comes down, it's a no bonatal. Quanti bushli di pomodori. We did 10, by the way. We did 10 bushels. Nice. Oh, my goodness. I missed tomato season uh, this year. I was on vacation. Oh and yeah, my nonno was not happy. Oh, so you, like they did it without you, like, and then you yeah. got you had a, your my phone? other cousins helped. Oh, okay, like yeah. most of my family went, and the cousins that were left behind, See, you know what? There's they just, were stuck with the there's tomatoes. just uh, we just did it with four people this year. It was me, my mom, my sister, and my nonna. That was mm-hmm. it. Like my dad was uh, was traveling for work, and like, and my aunt got uh, married later in life. So then she mm-hmm. she does now she does tomatoes with her in laws, right? Mm-hmm. And so like now it's just us, and then we we do like so it, it supplies our family, and then my nonna as well, and then like we give occasional jars away but like yeah. we'd use it at everything like if we're making chili we'll use our soup our our our, our sauce Sugo, right yeah. like, like we can say I'm, it don't I'm, worry i'm trying to i'm trying to make a translated palatable. sauce <laughs> with one leaf of basil in each to keep it fresh just right here right here in the video just a just a running like 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 asterisk of like what they mean is this like <laughs> imagine it was that professional and i'm not gonna like if you asked me to talk italian i would be talking like sopranos fucking booba oh. Oh my Jersey God, yeah. Italian. Well, because like, like my, it, and it's also dialect. Yeah. Right? Well, like yeah. what? Di- where? Where are you from? Your brothers or what are you? No, no, no. My my mom is from Naples. Okay. And my dad's side is from Molise. But okay. My mom's side's a lot more Italian. So anything that I speak is mostly Napolitan. How about you? Calab- Calabres. So oh, like we're nice. from Calabria. So it's Down like it's south. totally Maltani. It's like what they call it. It's like. So yeah. instead of like you know it's vieni qui like to say come here yeah. we say vieni ca like mm-hmm. vieni ca like like it, and it's it's just like it, it's basically like it's slang but they they take every word yeah. they, like every almost every word and just like shorten it into some other thing so like yeah we went when we went to like uh to italy like in, in rome like you we would order things and you get like weird looks because we were saying it properly like but in dialect mm-hmm. right like and, and so <laughs> and, but like you'd probably get this when you go to restaurants people at the next table if you go to an italian restaurant do you ever listen to them order and then just want to like bang your head like (laughs) have you ever heard what's the worst uh, the worst thing i've heard that's a good question eh? like this person was being serious yeah they said ganaki oh and i wanted to have you ever heard lasagna I haven't heard lasagna heard in the lasagna. wild. Like I've seen in videos of people saying yeah. it, but like you never know if they're, it's genuine. Like I've not I've like, heard it in the wild. You know, I I was in a, like a Cancun, Mexico, Italian restaurant, right. like outside the resort in that mall that's there. Yeah, some like Mexican people Americanats. cooking Italian. Yeah, <laughs> American guy said yeah. uh, lasagna. What? Wow. Like man, Garfield. Like I feel like lasagna is a little bit more. Yeah, it's of in a, the zeitgeist. Like yeah, it's, really it's like, in the cultural zeitgeist. Garfield and you know. Yeah. It's more popular pasta than like gnocchi, if, I if think. you've never seen it written, maybe? But, like, I don't know. Like, I can see, like, you know the word lasagna, but you never, like, see it written. So then you see 
what what is what looks like lasagne, right? Like yeah. is on, on paper, lasagna. like, like oh what are like do you, do you think it's a different word? But like then you say it out loud, lasagne and lasagna, yeah. And then and then you were just, you never like you say it out loud and you never clue into like oh it's lasagna, like yeah, exactly. You know that's a that's a pretty good explanation for it. Yeah, but the worst thing ever, like beyond like the miss like the bad uh, uh, enunciation of the Italian words is just the word pasta. Mm-hmm. In and of itself, when people go pasta, yeah, I wanna shit pasta. in my Adidas pants. My, m- I don't know if you have pasta. anyone, anyone in your family that that, that like tortures you this way, but like what? My mom and sister watch a, a lot of TLC. Like when I when when I was at home, like before university and stuff, they watched a lot of TLC. And uh, for a time, there was a dark period because my dad travels a lot. So like, whenever my mom and sister wanted to watch, just two to one, like we're watching that. Oh man! During and during mm-hmm. any communal time around the dinner table, right? Yeah. So, uh, and you probably had this. Like, we always had to have dinner together. Like, oh like, yeah, we definitely. Always had to definitely. dinner together. But um, I want to talk about that. Yeah, just, we'll just totally yeah, we'll put a pin in that for later. Yeah, That'll yeah. be something we can circle back to. But like, yeah. they would watch TLC and they would watch. Uh, do you ever remember? Do you remember? Uh, Here comes Honey Boo Boo. Yes. Honey Boo Boo Child. Uh, that for, demon. Yes, yes. That spawn, But in, yes. in their family, in their reality show, they would have this dish that she, Mama June was famous for. Um, Sketty. So, not spaghetti. It's sketty. Oh, Instead of spaghetti, it's sketty, but it's, 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 it's spaghetti noodles. Yeah. With butter and ketchup. That's it. Like actual Heinz tomato ketchup. I don't even think it was Heinz, bro. I think oh, it was like some no like name. A, a, no name brand, uh, like not even no name because no name is ketchup. Canadian, right? Like like just like some Walmart brand, uh, Canadian, great yeah. value brand ke- uh. ketchup. Like like when you said skeddy, I imagined shredded cheese. Oh, I think there was. I think there was some shredded, <laughs> oh, like so, some sort of shredded cheese in there. Uh, luckily, I only saw that episode the once, <laughs> but it scarred me enough that I remember it. Like. Oh God! Seven or eight years later, I wonder um, where Honey Boo Boo is now. I don't know, but Mama June's like an influencer now or something. Is she? Yeah, she went and she got like liposuction, and nipped and wow. tucked and stuff. She has less less chins now. Is she just uh, like, hey, uh, buy my sunglasses? Something like that. I don't know. Where's Honey Boo Boo in like a child crack den? And something. Where, something. Where are they from? Like I, Alabama? Sure, I, yeah, really? I, Arkansas, something like that. But they're very. She's definitely well adjusted. I'll say that. Oh, I'll, I will put money on. <laughs> I will put money down that she is extremely well adjusted. What do you uh, think? Like, like Honey Boo Boo is like going to law school right now? Is is that what's up with the? Of course, yeah. The, she's going to be an activist. Um, she's going to have like you know meaningful opinions on things. Oh, I couldn't even hold the straight face. She's going to solve it all, man. Yeah. Honey Boo Boo's in the Amazon, just like <laughs> more water, more water. <laughs> all right. So um, bringing it back is like. Uh, the the idea of the podcast you told me you listened to a bit of a couple yeah, yeah. um the, the thing is like i do not expect my friends like my close friends to listen to this like all the way through because like we get to talk a lot mm-hmm. already right so you any of my opinions i've probably formed by talking to them so my closest friends like a couple of them listened had nice things to say of like to be clear you don't have to listen like i appreciate it yeah i appreciate you listening but from the bottom of my heart, you don't need to like, but I appreciate the the you putting the time in. Uh, but the podcast is uh, just basically I interview people about what type of uh, upbringing they had. Uh, generally focusing on school uh, rather than the family side because yeah. I I 
I, I had a great childhood at home, right? I'll say that. But at school, it was rough because I was bullied a lot. And all the way through, it sort of... And it has a profound effect on who you are as a person, right? Because that you're spending so much of your day there. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to track, like, the things that, I, that I'm thankful about myself now, like, in my personality and in the way I carry myself. I can track back to, like the rough things i went through yeah Uh, and i'm funny because i had to be right Mm -hmm. you had to be able to think of the jokes that they were going to say about you uh before they could yeah so that they couldn't cut you that way and like doesn't isn't that how everybody gets into doing stand-up it's like hey i was the funny one in my group of friends i was a class clown it's like and then many people hit the point where they're funny with their friends, but it doesn't translate on stage. Like it's an entirely yeah. different ball game. Well, but it's all under the general guise of are you funny or not? I guess. Yes, yes. There's a lot of people that are funny, but they can't translate it because it's just a different thing. Like we get up on. By the way, this is Michael Permiani, and he is a, a fellow stand-up comedian. And I, I'm not that great a host because it took 12 minutes to get there. <laughs> but uh, we. Uh, we we do a lot of shows together because yes, one of the do. first things that I got booked on was when you did Archibalds because I was in I'm in the area right yeah and now I, I think I've been on every show and it's been I've loved it all the way through yeah. like, what is it we seven or eight so done now this this past one that was yesterday was yeah. six was six and right now we're going on seven we're going yeah. into seven yeah. but uh and I think out of the six like five of them have been great shows right yeah like we had that what was it last week it was yeah a, the last a, not was yesterday a, but yeah, the one before the one before was. It was a, a like, lightly attended, but uh, I, it was still reasonably good. It's just when you have that track record of like great shows, yeah. like, and then you were expecting the next one to be the, like you know stand up to its peers. Yeah, uh, its you know pre- what? Predecessors. Like, I'm happy that it went five straight bangers. Yes, and then number six, uh, and then yeah. yesterday. I mean, it was a packed house. It was an older crowd. An yes. older crowd yes. is only gonna laugh so much and, and give so much they're they're the hardest group to make laugh and and the funny thing is um, like an we old t- cr- mind yeah. you an old crowd on a sunday night at like 9 30 yeah done yeah and you, we were talking about this earlier but liam kelly headlined and he was incredible the thing to to see was like i went up two before him right so i went up to with the same atmosphere of crowd like mm-hmm. they're a little bit tired they're a little they're, they've seen like some comedians some did well some didn't right and and then i went up and i did fine right i did fine like i i like i had did jokes that i that i knew worked and they they fell like they they landed kind of right mm-hmm. and then and then, like, you get off stage, and then you talk to the other comedians, like, oh, they're they're not really into it, all that. And then you watch Liam walk up and just be like, Break. you're mine now. Yeah. <laughs> Wake <laughs> he, up. Yeah. He's just, he's immediately, yeah. he's immediately, he's immediately, he just grabs them by the head. It's like, this is my show now. This is, yeah. you're going to listen to me. And then just hearing the raucous laughter from people that were, like, like what, 10 minutes before that were, like, like, I was, get, I was doing my, my thing. And... I think one of it is like Liam sort of dictates what energy he's giving out and like brings them into his world. Yeah. Right. Whereas like even me, like if I if I won't, I, I haven't I've yet to go back and listen to the recording of yesterday, but mm-hmm. I don't think I was putting out the energy required to bring their energy up. Right. And yeah. and 
and I, I talked to Liam with, about this like, afterwards. Um, and I think the reason is like I was scared going into it because I saw the I saw the energy I saw the type of crowd they were, and I I didn't I didn't bring it. Mm-hmm. Right, I, I you've probably found this like the the shows I do best at are the ones where I didn't really care how it went, right? Like where I had I didn't have any any sort of uh, I I didn't I I, uh, I, I say- wasn't saying like I this needs to go well like but for me like I, I I I've done like I killed in places where it's like I don't really care how this how this goes but then uh-huh. it's like I think that that energy that looseness that means like I'm just gonna have fun with this. I think that's what I need to bring back, like in in every situation, and yeah. that's I think that's what I was lacking last night. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're a little bit looser, you're gonna do a little bit better. But yeah. I, I've seen you in 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 both regards, really. So it's a yeah. yes or no from me. Right. At Corners Bar, I've seen you messing around and like getting a bunch of laughs when it doesn't take much to fill. It's a bar in Richmond Hill. Yeah, pretty close. If you, to if us. you haven't been to it, come out there every Monday. Show. They yeah, get, they, they Monday. Get, it's a good one. Shout out to Brent Barkley. Yes, he's 100% back to being Brett. He's no yeah. longer Mandu Manatsich. Oh my god, that's era. so funny. And like, I, I, I think, uh, I think you were there that night. But when I first met him, um, like I found out that it, like I got there early before he got there. And then I was talking to people. It's like, yeah, Mandu person. And then when someone's like, yeah. no, his real name's Brent. And I was like, we're not gonna call him that. Uh-huh. I was like. Everyone yeah. here. I was talking to like there was like six of us. We were in the parking group. lot. And, yeah, 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 and then I, and then I was like, I was like, none of it, we all need to call him Mandu, yeah. and no one can laugh, no one can smile. <laughs> I want us to like commit to it, and then have it like, and then have him have to correct us. Yeah. Like I want that conversation exactly. to happen where he has to come. And be like, Actually. My name is Brent. Like, yeah, like, all, that, all would, the time. that idea was like so, shaking the hair out of his was, eyes. It's Brent. It was so funny to me. And then we, it came comes around. All of us do it. It gets. To, I think it was Andy. He just went like, "Hey, Brent," and I was like, this, <laughs> oh, man. "I, I, like." He left, and then I just spent like ten minutes cussing out Andy. I'm like, "What are you doing? Like, we're comedians. Uh-huh. We're supposed to commit to the bit. Commit to the bit." That goes to show if you have a a fake pseudonym. Uh, Facebook name. We're gonna call you that, and that's yeah, it. Don't yeah. have a fake name. It, it, was, it, was, it was really, really funny. I should. Uh, I shouldn't be talking about having a fake name on Facebook because I used to have one when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I was really into the band uh, Coheed and Cambria. Yeah, you're a huge music you... guy. You, you, you love uh, like metal and all of that oh, stuff. Yeah. Like you're I, I huge a, into that. I have a. I have a bit of a history with metal and comedy that we could go into. Yeah, you. Ha- you. Ha- yeah, hundred um, percent. We'll, we'll we'll get there because I, yeah. I I think that'll relate because the people you did that with were probably high school school and or elementary school friends oh, right yeah. so let, let, let's let's bring it back like um and, and uh this is me hosting now this is me oh, doing okay. my hosting job let's bring it back to uh <laughs> what uh what type of kid were you in, in school let's talk about oh, that okay well i was the type of kid where i i was so like like i was basically in grade i wouldn't say from grade seven to maybe grade 10 or 11 i was that classic edgelord atheist metalhead kid uh, and I had uh, I was super into Coheed and Cambria and and all these your characters whole, your whole outfit like like wardrobe was black or like oh yeah <laughs> like, just dude just I wore a like two like sweatband bracelets leather they, please tell me they were leather they weren't leather they what? were like I might sweat a little bit I mean, I'm, I thought that I might make the Olympics oh my god so I had like dude. a Slayer one oh. and then the Doors for some reason <laughs> like why the Doors I don't know. It's like, I'm very metal, but I'm also sensitive. I'm also like, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. <laughs> like, can we pause for a second yeah, on that yeah. story? Because 
I also wore sweatpants and a sweat like bed on oh, my Jesus. Son, but not 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 later like i was like probably like six up until i was 10 or something like that oh. years there's pictures of me on vacations in italy oh. <laughs> what were you with, kung fu fighting with over sweatpants there? With, with sweatpants <laughs> i was just uh, my dad really liked basketball and for a time i thought i liked it too i did not i just wanted to participate with my dad and uh, and I was a huge fan of Vince Carter. Oh yeah. And if you don't know his aesthetic, he was, king, he was sweatbands, sweatbands. And so I had them for a really long time, and it was a daily thing. Oh, it was man. like I I wore glasses, so I would wake up in the morning, I'd put on my glasses, uh-huh. I'd get dressed, brush my teeth, I'd come back, gotta put the outfit together, put on my sweatbands. <laughs> Let's play ball. <laughs> Let's play ball. And did by the you, way, did you look at yourself way, in the mirror? Terrible at basketball. Terrible <laughs> yeah. at basketball. Oh man! Did you not know the game. All I could say that I was decent at dribbling. That's <laughs> all I had, man. But I could. I had a terrible shot. Did not know have any court awareness. I would run the opposite way of the net that it was supposed to be. My parents would come to like my basketball things and be like sitting in the stands, like, "What happened?" Like, because my dad was an athlete, my mom was an athlete, and then they had me and my sister who were not. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to you, goth kid that like that really loved metal, wearing sweatbands. Go. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to. Did you look in the mirror and your and your two bracelets? I in thought your it headband? was the shit. And did you look in the mirror and go? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, it's in. <laughs> weirdly, wore that stuff to school. Never bullied about it. No one ever commented because on it. Basketball's cool. You were basically like you wanted to be a jock. Yes. Which is and, like okay, cool. And like, but the thing, I was not. Like, like, I wasn't even in... You know how pe- like the, people would say, like, you're a pick last for the sports, like, during recess? Mm-hmm. I wasn't even invited to the picking session. <laughs> like, because like, like, I just hung out with my other buddies and we walked around the field talking about video games that I didn't play because I wasn't a gamer. I would just oh. listen to them and learn about it and then just, li- like, you know, and just walk around in a perimeter around the soccer field. So there was a soccer field at my elementary school and people would be playing soccer and or whatever game they were playing that day. And then me and my five friends would walk around. And like in in this group, we also had like the exchange students that could that didn't really speak English because mm-hmm. they had no one else to hang out. So you just mm-hmm. hang out with us. And we would just walk around this perimeter. Oh, uh, and, like, and then just occasionally take a seat on the the big hill on the edge of like the property of the school and just do do laps oh. and i was t- i was chubby because the laps didn't do enough right yeah <laughs> well, well speaking of school where did you go to school uh, i grew up in richmond, okay, yeah. richmond hill uh i went to corpus christi elementary school it's my show uh, now but yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> in, yeah in in uh it was uh, like young and elgin like right behind the loblaws there oh, okay yeah, yeah. Uh, where that Rainbow Cinemas is there now, yeah. like behind it's there. Imagine Cinemas. Yeah, it's Imagine. Yeah. Sorry, it went, it went, it went, it went Empire Theaters. Yes, and then it went to Rainbow Cinemas, and now it's Imagine. Yes, yes. Well, how are there? How they are still operating? I don't know. Do people Bro, go there? They now? got recliners there. Have you been? No, I haven't dude, been since they. They changed. got, dude. Never go to Silver City again because dude. they got full out recliners, leather uh, seats. Uh, 
I watched Avengers Endgame there. I didn't watch Do you want to go tonight? (laughs) Do I want to go tonight? Yeah, let's go see a movie after this. Yeah, dude. We can can check the listings. We'll do that after. They don't need to watch us. Is your Toronto Sun on you? Can I check the listings in the paper? Oh my god, was it 4011 call information? Yeah. Just after we we can both jerk off to the the Sunshine Girl back to back. Let me pull up my Rolodex. (laughs) Just everything we talk about throughout this conversation, we just stop, ignore, like completely ignore, like modern technologies despite all of this. We just talk like, yeah, you know, uh, I was looking at my rotary phone and like. (laughs) Can we call movie phone? So I had to call Brandon because I heard there was a post on on what is they called the the gram the instant I needed him to describe to me the 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 the, uh, the 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 photography that he was talking about I believe it was uh, they call it a they they've shortened it to a photo fo- a pick? A pick? <laughs> completely... <laughs> I'll take my family portrait with that. Oh, just sitting for an oil painting. Just like oh. seeing a boomerang. I think he's having a seizure. <laughs> Dude, fuck boomerangs. <laughs> if you make a boomerang, I'll fucking fight you. Oh. Fuck that dude. Do you know what I did the other day? I can't wait for um, false that every I, dumb I, bitch I am so up leaves. That I am so proud of. Actually, let's cut into one of these cannolis. Yeah, can't I'm, we? I'm gonna, have a, I'm gonna have a bite. I've been uh, smelling them too. Yeah. I'm gonna di- do you dip it? I dip a little oh, bit. I don't, I don't dip it. It's because all the cream's gonna, yeah. Oh. Okay. All mm. right. Those are delicious. Oh. Shout out to St. Philip's Bakery. Wow. Those are quite good. The only bakery open on Labor Day. Mm. Pigs. Okay. But thank I, and you. I, and I'll <laughs> say this. Here's, here's an education for people who are not Italian about cannoli and buying the proper cannoli. Let's just... And right into yeah, <laughs> SMR. The proper yeah. cannolis. If you go to a place and they have cannoli behind the glass and the cream is already inside of it, do not buy them. Okay? You wanna you wanna go to a place where they have the empty shells and then when you order cannoli, they fill them for you. Yeah. Because that's what, how you don't get, like, you. people probably had, like, a cannoli. Um, by the way, cannoli are, like, these cream-filled um, fried dough things that Italians like. So, um, if you get a soggy bottomed one, like, that means it's not yeah. a fresh cannoli. Like, you want to you wanna, you wanna mm-hmm. have a crunch to it. Oh, we definitely want to have a crunch. And, like, unless you get, like, this, I also like, do you like the soft cannolis? Like, where, like, it's, like, puffy? I'm not gonna turn it down. No, but I'm they're not, not. They're not. Your I'm favorite. not that much of a custard cream boy. Right. It's gotta be the the Sicilian ricotta cream. Yeah. Well, it's the beautiful because it's not the, the other like one's a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit sweeter, right? And these are like yeah. they they they're not. It's sweet, but it's not it's not overly sweet, mm-hmm. right? Like for here, like the 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 icing sugar on top does a lot of the sweetness. Yeah, you know the cream itself isn't that sweet. Yeah, because it's basically like you're eating cheesecake almost. Amazing, it's, yeah. It's a ricotta. And these, and you got to get those little chocolate chips that are mm-hmm. in here. I also yeah. like, uh, sometimes I get the ones, uh, well, I don't, normally I'm not purchasing the cannoli. Like, they, they're they're at the place I'm at or oh. my parents, or I'll go with my parents and we'll, we'll buy oh, them when we go to a place, right? It, it's generally not a, a usual purchase in our household because yeah. it, it sort of indica- indicates that you either have company or you're going somewhere. Mm-hmm. As company for someone yeah. else, right? It, and it's kind of like a special thing, right? Which I, why, why you, when you suggested it for this, I was like, 100%, let's make this an event. Exactly. 
No, it is a special thing, but I just, I'm such a fan of cannoli that sometimes, sometimes if my mom's making like a big dinner, I'll be like, all right, mom, I'll go, I'll go get some cannoli for us. Like one each. Yeah, but a, like, that's a, that's if you're amazing. buying six cannoli, it's a special event. If you're buying one each, it's not. They're, they're, they're incredible. Yeah, they're very good. But, uh, back to your story. Let's bring yeah. it all the way back. Yeah. You were a goth kid. You were wearing sweatbands. Yeah. And let's go from there. <laughs> so we're going to finally finish the story of the Facebook name because I was really into this band called Coed and Cambria. All their albums are concept albums starring this family called the the Kilgannons. So every big fan of Coheed, I was in this like fan board for Coed and Cambria. They okay. all made their last name Kilgannon. So I was Michael Prim's Kilgannon Primiani on Facebook for a long like I like up into university, I was Kilgannon. You had your first girlfriend, and she was saying, I'm in a relationship with Kilgannon. Yeah. No, she said Kilganon, and then we, <laughs> then we broke up. <laughs> that She cheated on me, but that was the reason we broke up. That that was, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to Kilgannon her after Oh, my that. gosh. Oh, so. Here's a, something that we should probably address, because mm-hmm. uh, it, it's happened a couple times, and people are probably wondering. You do have a stutter. I do have a stutter. And we had we had this conversation the other the other day, yesterday at the at the show where you were talking about like what it happens on stage because weirdly like you'll have it in conversation but yeah. like we were talking with Jesse like but when you go on stage it goes away and yeah. it happens very rarely when you're on stage yeah, and then I can always tell when it happens because even if I don't hear it I can look at you and I can see the rage in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, always a kind of a, a demon I've been fighting because right. it's odd to really enjoy public speaking, really enjoy making people laugh and then having, I guess, a bit of a disability that threatens your ability to, to tell a joke. Yeah. Like so many times I've been in a conversation. Because it's all about timing, right? Yeah. And a punchline or a joke will be ruined because I stutter. Then I'm like, God damn. Like, are there this could have worked. Are there certain letters and or yeah. that, that, that get it for you? Like, I can't say the. I can the? do it now. Because I find when I'm talking about stuttering, I won't stutter when I talk about it. Right. But if I was telling you about the Beatles and we weren't having this conversation, you would hear it in 20 minutes. Yes. <laughs> right. Because, I guess, is it because the is usually a preposition leading to another thought? So, are you, is it, is it like a mechanical thing for you? Or is it like psychosomatic where you're thinking about the next thing and then you... You kind of... It might be a, a little bit of both. I right. don't know, to be honest. I know that the has always given me trouble. But it kind of goes up and down. I think it's not an important word in the English language. I know, eh? <laughs> not like it's before. It was hard to say the doors a lot when I was a kid. Maybe that's why I had the wristband. I was just like... <laughs> you know, the doors. You just like put together your outfit just to avoid having to say that. Yeah. Oh my god. We if, <laughs> when you get when all. you when you blow up as a comedian, if you don't have merch, that's a a sweatband <laughs> that's a with the word the. <laughs> that's pretty. Good. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I, I feel bad about. So like, I was at grocery store. <laughs> Dude, it just kind of turns into black power. As soon as I, I, be I guess blew it would up have, as a comedian, I guess it would have to down. be here, right? Because you could do you could do this. Like I was at 
like yeah this 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 is close to yeah. like a oh, lot yeah. of things yeah this is like no i will not receive holy communion a oh, move yeah. that i did a oh, lot oh my gosh <laughs> oh were you the, the, was that type of kid you were protesting you didn't even like no, you you didn't want to do the the whole thing dude if you really want to get into it i'll tell you this story this, and this, this will this, cement it this okay this podcast is about getting into it so this will cement how much of an edge lord atheist metalhead just kind of asshole I was from, like right. I said, grade 7 to about grade 11. Mm-hmm. Halloween grade 11. I went to St. John de Brebeuf Catholic School in Woodbridge, Ontario. So lots of Italians, all Catholic. I had religion class. Yeah. Did they have that at Corpus Christi is a Catholic Yeah, school. yeah, we had religion yeah. class. Uh, I, I went to a, relig- uh, a Catholic high school too. Uh, yeah, I've yeah. talked about it in a previous episode, but that, like... I, 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 I had I, John Vanier. John Vanier. Okay. It was on Bayview and Elgin Mills. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they, uh, and yeah, but it, it was, it was kind it was, it was a Catholic school, but it was kind of, uh, they weren't like overly Jesus-y. Like we did all the things that Jesus needed to be a part. Like there was, there was, there was prayer at the end of the day on the announcements. Oh yeah. But there was so many non-Catholic people that went to this high school that it wasn't, it didn't, it wasn't like sort of a huge part of the culture. Oh okay. It was just sort of part of the routine, right? There yeah. would be a couple, a few times, a, like several times a year, there would be mass, and yeah. everyone would have to attend mass. Uh, and bring in the the priest and stuff, and yeah. then there were people that would just sit when everyone got up for communion, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, but yeah, you you so you you were about to tell the story that yeah. was way more interesting than what I said. <laughs> it's all good. Um, yeah. And so it was a it, religion. Well, Roman Catholicism was right. a huge thing at my school because it was primarily Italians, Portuguese, Filipinos, and. Um, some Middle Eastern people, like like Iraqi, and for all those cultures, like religions, really important. Right. And so, for Iraqis, aren't they uh, aren't they kind of like Egyptians? They have like Coptic uh, churches where it's like kind of like Catholicism, but even more. Strict. I don't I don't know because all the Iraqi guys that I went to high school with, like, oh really? Like like they would wear like the big rosary, like like to the club, really, and talk about like how the big they're wooden so ones, religious, the big but wooden ones, yeah. It's kind of like like, yeah, a, wooden, like a cholo type, yeah, of, would, type of vibe. Yeah, you could buy it in a convenience store. Right. <laughs> like yes. Anyway, so grade eleven. Weirdly heavy. Like Halloween, <laughs> I decided to come to school dressed as Zombie Jesus. Okay. All right, and that kind of works with your aesthetic. Did you have a beard back then, or I I did not. Okay. But I did have long hair. I had longer, like it was the same style as your hair. Right. But, like, yeah, you got, got the you got the wavy hair, hair right? Like, yeah. 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 But does yours see mine? Like, if I don't put any product in it, it goes up. Right. Did yours stay down? Did it have like no? The wave it went part? up. It went I up. Yeah. To, I had to put it down. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to school as Zombie Jesus. Everybody was freaking out. Then this rumor got started that I got suspended. Uh, but I didn't, and right. I was like, I was just loving the like publicity of it, like, oh, I heard yeah. you were suspended for the costume, and dude, I went all it, out. It, I had like corpse paint fame on and my infamy face. are very close, right? Yeah, I had okay, so full out Jesus costume, crown of thorns, corpse paint, and I even made stigmatas into my hands. <laughs> And I like I was loving the attention. <laughs> Our generation's Padre Pio. And uh, and this guy, um, one of the very uh, supposedly very religious Iraqis, I'm gonna shout him out. And Margaji, this one's for you. <laughs> so religious that he decided to um, attack me for my costume by spitting on me. 
This guy spat onto my costume. And I didn't even fight him or anything. I said, like, you know what? Haha. -ha. You can't do it. I don't care. Can't do anything. But then later on, grade 12, I think I had kind of like snapped out of this whole thing by grade 12. Found a new group of friends where, um, I don't know, it was kind of like uncool. And I, I sort of realized it was uncool and I became a little bit more open-minded and less right. of an asshole. So the end of grade 12, we were, did you guys sign each other? Was other's? it a girl? Was it a girl that changed your mind? <laughs> no, it was, dude, it was a, like a group of mostly girls. And then me and my friend Vince. That, and were, like, that were super edgelordy? No, no, no. Like, they they sort of, like, being in that group, like, they were a little bit more open-minded. Right. You know, they were listening to, like, you know, no, but rap I, but I, and hip-hop My question was, like, what snapped you out of that out of that phase? Oh, it was, like, being but, in this new group where that was considered uncool, and they were making fun of people so, so like who, that. Who brought you into this group was my question. Like, oh. who, who, like someone has to... Because like you don't you don't stop wearing the the the, yeah. the sweatband actually no on yeah, your there own is right a, like there you, is an explanation for okay. that so um so well just, just to finish the end yeah, gadget yeah. thing yeah so at the end of grade twelve did you guys do the thing where you sign each other's uniform shirts yes yeah yes. so he said. Hey, Prims, come sign my uniform shirt. And I'm like, here's where I get my revenge. Yeah, you went long game. So I decided I was the first one to sign his uniform shirt. I drew a huge penis right on the back. And he went, whoa, what did you do that for? I'm like, because you're a dick and you spat on me. Have a nice life. And he had to walk around with this giant dick. And people had to sign in the dick in order for to sign his uniform. I call the head. I call the head. So... I, I guess the explanation for me changing gears, dropping the whole edgelord thing was I was in a group of uh, friends and they were a bunch of edgelords and we right. were kind of all in it together. Yes. And then I had a falling out with that group of friends. It really hit me hard. That was like the toughest thing I had to go through was having this group of friends. We that was all, your tribe, right? Yeah. And uh, just things didn't work out. Um there was a little bit of jealousy with hanging out with different people. The group fell apart, and I had, like, no friends for the first semester of grade 11. So That's rough, man. That's form of, that's, a, that's an important year. Dude, I had my, my cousin that's when, you that's when you first start to, to kind of feel like an adult, right? Yeah. Because grade 11, you're still trying to, like, I, am I supposed to be an adult? And then grade 12, it's like, you got to make life decisions yeah, like this man. year, right? So you, you kind of need to have that that's a good point you have to sort of feel like yourself and to not have well no, no wonder you're a comedian but to not have like your people yeah. around you during that really really important time yeah like, that must have been really rough like they basically pushed me at it like it was a, a group of four guys one guy like didn't care and kind of like like effed off and I, I was like still his friend but the other two guys like pushed me out and like like you know cast it I think there's a lot of uh a lot of people in high school like go through that experience, or even elementary, of being like casted out of a friend group. Mm. Like that was my experience. So it's like I had these this group of guys where it's like, hey, we're all pieces of shit together, and then I didn't have that. So it forced me to really look at myself and be like, well, I can't because I wanted to bounce back. I wanted a friend group. I was, you know, I had two friends. I had my cousin Mike and uh, the other guy who wasn't too concerned with the with the politics of the group. And, uh, and then... So he kind of had his toe in both camps, like he was friends yeah, with both, yeah. all of you still? Yeah. And he wasn't as, like, he didn't care as much about the group as me. Right. right. He didn't see it as that much of a loss. He was like, all right, I guess I'll hang out with all, all you guys individually, whatever. Right. But 
it, it made me be more open-minded because I wanted to find a new friend group and bounce back. But also, we were in this camp of, like, doing good in school is uncool. It's lame. And I was like, oh, my yeah, home life wasn't great because of that because my parents were pissed off. They're like, you're a smart guy. Why do your grades suck? And, it, like, You just of, finished your thesis. <laughs> well, now, yeah. <laughs> like, and, like, dude, this was the pivotal see, moment. This man. is incredible for me to hear about you because, like, that's not at all how I viewed you. So now I'm trying to like put you in a different, com- completely different scenario. Yeah, like you're a good Italian boy, right? So hearing you let your parents down, I'm like, oh, what's totally. going on here? Man? No, I was a bad, a, yeah. a bad apple for a while, man. But this experience, like, like I, it made me be a nicer person, not right. be as much of a dick because I wanted another friend group. And number two, to do better in school because it's like. Well, I have no one to share this with now. This like, yeah, fuck school, whatever. We're too cool for this. And it just got to the point. I also, uh, uh, did you did you guys have like an honor roll ceremony where yep. they called out the kids' names yep. who made the honor roll? Mm-hmm. Remember, right as that was happening, I was sitting in the honor roll and like they were calling up kids. I'm like, this kid's a fucking idiot. How is he on honor roll and I'm not? Yeah. This kid, what? He, he's on it? Yeah. And that made me, like, all of a sudden just pull my socks up for school. And then, like you said, happened at the perfect time because grade, yeah. grade 12, you got to pick universities. Yeah. So my, like, my, my like, parents I mean, were that, happy. That's what and, yeah. I was about to say is, like, that, like on, the ones, on the one hand, like I said, rough time for it to happen. Yeah. Because you need people around you to support you. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's, like, amazing time for it to happen. If it had happened later, you would have been screwed for university, right? Exactly. And so that that's that's amazing to hear that, like, you kind of – bounce back but how did you get into the new friend group because this is like this is the interesting part because i was always like like an outcast up until i got to high school and then i kind of found my people like i i got super into doing band so i I just hung out all of my time in their music room when i wasn't in class and that was that was kind of my 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 uh oasis right Mm -hmm. in this like and I kind of ran shit there, right? Because I was good at my instrument, and I could sight read. So I was, I was, I could also conduct. I could tell people on other instruments what I, what what they were doing wrong, because I under, I could understand what they were supposed to be oh, nice. playing, right? And uh, <clears throat> I mean, to to call my me uh, myself my own you, shit yeah. on my own shit, I, I was probably a little dickish about that at times, because like, ah. I was, I, I, I. I just in general, I'm a bit of a know-it-all. Were right? you drowning in pussy during that? Oh, not at all. Oh, no. Because no. that's cool to be I, run in the music room. Oh, like, yeah. That's like, IT. But the thing is, like, I, I, uh, I didn't. Yeah, like I, I was, I was, I was, a, I was weirdly insecure. Uh, like I thought I was fat like all the time like because that was kind of like what I was bullied for. So I was super insecure about my body. Looking back at pictures. I wasn't that. Like I, I had a bit of meat on me, but I barely had love handles. Like I was in, I was skinnier than I am now, and uh, like, and this is probably the best shape I've been in in probably like five years. But nice. and he, and, and like my old, my old self. Like I had skinny arms, but like I was, I was, I was a swimmer. So like I was, I had a bit of a, a body, but like I was so insecure that I didn't even. And I didn't know how to talk to girls because, like, and so when I did, I would kind of come off the wrong way because I was be a little bit arrogant or cocky or whatever, and I just didn't know how to how to listen because yeah. the, the only two settings I had were um, make yourself smaller so people don't notice you, or you own this shit and make everyone know it. 
because like the, and the, this was me in socially in situations and the, and like own shit was me in yeah. the classroom because I knew I was smart and no one could touch me with that and so yeah. that sort of carried over to me in music as well because like I I practiced and I, I was good at the instrument and and I I got good at it so then I was like I own this shit yeah. too right and that's not what women want <laughs> you know so it, here's the thing it, it wasn't confidence mm -hmm. it was it was arrogance in, right. in that one skill and that an arrogance isn't real confidence like confidence is like i know myself well enough that i don't need to talk about how great i am mm -hmm. right and that's what i didn't learn and that's what took me like into university to figure out like you need to ask questions to uh, to people and let them like spark like make other people feel seen yeah and let them sparkle and then they will appreciate you because they feel sparkly yeah. around you there's a quote i always live by like those that think they know all the answers leave themselves no time to ask questions right yeah like you learn through talking to other people yeah and whatnot i wanted to ask you um when you went through that phase where you thought you were fat was it sparked by somebody making a remark to you oh 100 stung yeah because yeah. my stutter like like, here's the thing. I have a stutter, but people have it so much worse than me. People in our comedy scene have it so much worse than yes. me. But I've always been... Shout out been... to Jared Nathan. He's amazing. Shout out to Jose Paranian. He's also I haven't amazing. seen him live yet, but I've oh, I hear dude. amazing things. His, his stutter is like, it's bad, but he makes it work in stand-up. Dude, he's doing like TED Talks, man. Oh, it's crazy. It's incredible, man. Awesome to... Get over well, adversity like that. Well, that's the thing. It's like your your weaknesses become your superpowers, yeah. right? Like that's what you need an origin story. Yeah. Like if we're if we were all superheroes, like for me, the, it's ridiculous. But like it, I'm releasing a, a podcast later this week that sort of kind of like rides on this. But one of the things I've always been most insecure about is my nipples. Uh, if, really? you, if you're a consistent listener to this podcast, this will be a running thing throughout. Like I will usually always mention them because they they make an announcement of themselves. Like they kind of they are they're there, right? Yeah. <laughs> and if I don't address them, like people are always like, like I'm one of the only guys that has to be like, hey, up here. Like, <laughs> 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 holy shit, right? Like and and like the weird thing is. Guys notice them all the time. Girls, like most women, don't because they don't really like. They'll they'll do like a glance, but like if I'm, but I I I've always used it as an in because it's a funny thing to talk about yeah. that self-deprecating. Because I'm over it now, right? Like I don't care anymore. Like and I kind of made my peace with it. And so what I, I sometimes I'll bring it up to, like when I'm meeting new people because it's a funny thing to like kind of cut the the tension break and break the, the ice, ice with. Yeah. And then I love doing it because my favorite thing to do is to be like, yeah, like, I, I mean, they stick out a lot. I'm a little insecure about them. And then throughout the rest of the conversation, they'll be like, yeah, like, because they're, they're, they're trying to get a better look at what's going on. So they'll be <laughs> oh, like, really? and then I just wait for the moment where they're like, they kind of zone out and they're staring at them and they'll be like, um, excuse me, my eyes are up here. Like, and they just do that. Dude, do you have a bit about that? Because that's really funny. Not talking that's... about like what I do with other people with it. Like I have a bit that talks about like them where they're 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 you know they they may i where i just kind of explain like mm -hmm. like like i the 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 wording i use like my nipples look like uh which is this is good to say for the people who are just listening to the audio my nipples look like hershey's kisses 
wrapped in puff pastry <laughs> and baked to perfection. Like that sounds delicious. Yeah, just the perfect color brown. Don't want right? to suck like, 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 <laughs> And then so like, it, it's it, so I, I and then I go from there. It's like talk about how I want to get surgery, get them reduced, but then I don't end up going through it. It's a whole thing, yeah. but. Yeah, maybe I need to talk about it in a different way. We'll talk later. But, uh, but uh, yeah, it, and so that's something, like, I, I still remember, like, in elementary school, being in the change room when the, when that guy first came up and, and pinched my nipples. And we're like, oh. they're weird. And, like, and then was I was it? Yeah, that was that it. Was it. That, oh. I, I never thought about them before. Yeah. And then he said it, and then I was just like, oh. And here I am 12, 13 years later. Still scarred by that fucking yeah. like thirty second interaction. Dude, mine was because everyone else in the room joined in, dude. and we're like, "Yeah, they're weird." And the I, people came, came up and started poking them. them, and then like, oh, and, and dude, just, you were you were like uh, like put and on the screen, and and like my friends were like were in the room too, and they didn't say anything, right? Because they were losers too, you were right? Like so the meat counter at long and, and, and they and then it's just if you know what, straight up fuck you, Chris Jacobu, okay. I'll, I'll say oh, that I will stay. I will stand by that. Uh, I have yet to run into you as an adult because we went, we ended up going to high school together. And he's yeah. been a dick all the way through. Chris Jackavu and and Mark and, Hadge, you should and, be and, and, You know what the thing is like. <laughs> I hope I get famous and like people like go back and listen to this and find out like hit like Chris Jackavu, Louis Kiriakou. You guys are Ar- like oh, oh, these oh all God. the names that you've named. Is this uh, your like Arya Stark? Like yeah, this is my uh, this is my list? like yeah, yeah they're on my list. I say them before the bed, list. but uh, <laughs> 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 I'm just picturing like on my headboard, just like carving their names. Kuliakov. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of letters. How uh, big is your bed? Yeah, it's just, king? Oh my God. Yeah, they they were they were not nice people. Uh, and I'll stand by that. Mine was I'm not gonna say the guy's name. Yeah. People I know know him. Yeah. But a guy said in the middle of grade seven, spit it out, Porky Pig, and that fucking wow. still. I think. Wow. That definitely kickstarted the anxiety. Well, because you're not also you, you don't know it's something to be age. insecure about until you've yeah. been hurt by it. Yeah. Right. Um, I, like I I wore glasses all the way through like most of my life like for up until i was probably 13 or 14 and then my eyes got good enough that i don't i don't have perfect vision but i don't need glasses right yeah. it's the, the 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 increase in my vision that would result from glasses is not worth the hassle of wearing glasses yeah. that's the the words from the doctor that this yeah. is like it's not worth it like you don't need to have them on your face right and but i i the first i remember the first day i went to school without glasses uh and some some kid was like, "You look like a gopher," and I was like, <laughs> "What?" Damn, yeah, like and then people were like, "Yeah, he looks kind of rodent-like," and I was just like, well, I, thought I, looked, like? "I thought I looked good." Uh, yeah, you were like strutting into school. Uh, my glass, my eyes are good. Yeah, and they're like, oh, "You fucking God. rat!" <laughs> just damn. Oh man, kids say the that. kids say the worst shit, yeah. man. And the the one who said it wasn't even like a popular dude, it was just a guy. And he just like he just saw an opportunity to be a dick. Krillos. Yeah. Anyway. Honestly though, <laughs> I, I gotta admit something. At my elementary school we were all such assholes to each other. Like people were giving it to me, but I was giving it to other people. Oh yeah. So we were all just I I'm not making a narrative that I was bullied. I can straight up say like like people uh in in, in grade seven in particular, just grade seven was a bad year. 
that's when the stutter comment started and it kind of stayed with me. And then like every once in a while there's been something, but right. I wasn't bullied. Mm-hmm. But in grade seven, grade eight, I like we were all bullying each other. Yeah. It was just a, a bad uh, a bad grade, I would yeah. say. So I, I can say that I was never really a bully. A, I, 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 I have... Yeah, I've never been a bully because I, I kind of never had that, that social cachet where you could be a bully if you could say something to someone and other people agree. That's kind of what I, what I like, or people don't say anything the contrary, right? I could say I've been a dick. Like I'll say that. And and like, there's several people that will attest to that, but it's never really been without cause. Like, cause if you've been like, if you've been rude or mean to me, like I'll just kind of write you off and then like, you'll never get like the kindness from me ever again. But dude, like when you're, because like, were you like a a class clown? No, not no, at all. You weren't. Not at all, man. Not at all. So for us, class, I was, cl- class, I, so class clowns. Mm. Uh, class <laughs> clowns. Uh, for like, I was the, the class clown, and when you're a class clown, eventually you're going to like roast someone, and that'll get the laugh, and you'll keep going there. Yeah. And then you're in the bullying territory. That's what happened to me. That's right. I didn't yeah. mean. I didn't mean to cause harm to people but sometimes just i would to just the make lap, the right? jokes like hey this is you know it's all in good fun we're roasting but was it maybe not i mean you know? like uh, i i'll say i'm a bully now yeah. if anything like it w- around other comedians like because we just all oh, we that's all we, fun but all we're we, all in it man but like w- w- there's that a, there's that agree there's that agreement that like we are going to say awful things to each yeah. other right and we're all gonna laugh and like it, it'll eventually come around someone will say something about you you'll feel hurt for a second you'll sit there in that feeling for mm-hmm. 30 seconds and then you'll just come back with rage and be like what can i say about this guy back yeah. right and then it, it's fun because it's like that feedback loop of us just trying to come up with our best bits right and i i think i've written like bits that other people like i've said things about other people that end up being a self-deprecating joke they take on stage oh, right nice. And, but, like, just because yeah, yeah. you're trying to, like, it's like, oh, I never even thought about that, that about myself. And then yeah. they take it with them, right? I have a couple of those, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, what, what, what I was going to say, I just lost my train of thought. Um, totally Bullying each other. Uh, you were a class clown. You were roasting people and uh, then took it too far. And then I said, it's like, we do that as comedians. But, like, we, it's all in good fun. Yeah, yeah. And then. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I remember it now. So, recently, me and my friends played Jackbox. Have you ever played Jackbox? Yes. I, I think I've played it once. Or I played, like, the earlier versions yeah. of it. Yeah. So, there's this game called Quiplash. And it's. It's fu- it's not funny if you play normal like Haha, so random snake with a hat on. So we were kind of playing blood, yeah. with like you know mentioning people's names who we knew, and yeah. then I decided I don't know if it was me in particular, but we decided to do no holds barred roast everybody in this room <laughs> without mercy. And dude, it was like a, the great equalizer. It was the, one of the funniest nights I've ever had. Just putting it all out there, you know. One guy short, that's out there. I have a stutter, that's out there. This Wait, guy before, here, before that's you out t- there. before you tell me this, like because th- there's it doesn't start like no one ever started like said like this is what we're about to do it's just you were playing the game and then someone like that like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw out this roast and they, that got the biggest laugh out of everything right yeah, and then it was just it just kind of like escalated right and then eventually that's all you're doing and then i guess someone said like all we're doing right from now on yeah is roasting right yeah and like that then that's the precedent that's set yeah right? and then you escalate from there but i i i, I the reason i'm like i'm not letting you tell me the jokes yet because i want to see if this is true it's like I think then the next level after that, the second you bring in girlfriends, 
Like, 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 oh, like <laughs> I think we we more or less tried to avoid that. I actually didn't get one. Emma, don't worry, we're safe. Um, but I think I I think I was the one who brought the girlfriends in. Fucking because <laughs> like i know like I that like because because when you're with your buddies like you roast each other all the time right but then you you never really talk about like the the, the relationships because like that's kind of like a touchy subject for guys yeah. weirdly like i feel like in girls like in the relationships all they do is shit talk each other's boyfriends right i i guess i don't know man have you ever have you ever like happened to like look at your girlfriend's phone not like go through it but like look over her shoulder as she's ha- having like a group chat with her friends um yeah like yeah i, but... I don't do it because like the one time i did it like i look it over my ex's shoulder like I, what she was talking about oh, it was no. just the horrific things about me just like he with Dude, those fucking eyebrows healthy, like though, like man. like just and like <laughs> The thing is, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know but this is one. why. This is why. Like, I the the reason I think that that, that this is uh, what I'm about to say is true is that girls never think that their their friends' boyfriends are even remotely good people because the girls never talk to their friends about the nice things that that their boyfriends do. Because because what happens with a, a lot of girls in relationships is like you hang you you hang out with your boyfriend a lot right and then you kind of stop hanging out as much with your girlfriends right like yeah. when you're single like they, they I find that they hang out like three or four times a week and they meet up and then the, but then that kind of gets phased out mm-hmm. maybe it's once a week once every two weeks you're meeting up with the girls right yeah and then it so happens like you're only you're spending time with your boyfriend the only time you get to you have to confide because you, you use your boyfriend now as your confidant in life right yeah the only time you go back to your your girlfriends to talk about things is when you have something negative to say about your boyfriend because there you can't confide into your boyfriend about how much of a dick he's being you have to go to your friends well, yeah of course and so naturally the only information that the the friend group is getting is negative information about the boyfriend, right? That could and like, be the case, and then yeah. so like after the, like you you'll like so I I I had this with my ex. Like I would ask her like, did you ever talk about anything like positive with your like? It's like, and the the answer was like, yeah, not generally, not really. Like because like that that's not ju- a juicy subject, yeah. and especially like, um, and this is probably a bigger factor in that is like, in my my ex's friend group, like she. She was the only one that had consistently like had a boyfriend who was good to her. Me, I'll say I was uh, across the board. World's best boyfriend. No, no, not the best boyfriend. Uh, but I was a good boyfriend. World's best boyfriend is Jesse Ralph. Good, good. Shout out to Jesse Ralph. <laughs> Going He's down. The best boyfriend. <laughs> okay. No, Which you, 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 you do, do the it. first line oh, and the second line. Okay. okay? <laughs> the thing with dating a new woman. Going down on a new woman is like trying to put away dishes at someone else's house. You know you're kind of in the right area, but things can go wrong quick. Why don't you try to spit on it and rub it a bit? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if that's clean. I'm just going to spit on it and rub it a bit. Yeah, oh, sorry. Sorry, Jesse. You no. jumped right to Yo, the punchline. We got to give him a Chicago citation on that one. Oh, my God. Oh, God. He, there's some people who have, like, bits that, that guy, just, just stand up, like... Dude, like, one of he the nicest that, guys in comedy. And because he does confirmed. that bit, like, almost every time I see him. Because, like, so I could say it verbatim, right? Yeah. And it works every time. Like, him and, like, uh, and Jam Easy got, like, <laughs> both got pussy bits that, like, just never... <laughs> 
dude. <laughs> Don't mention jammies. You're, we're just going to end up impersonating oh my comedians God. for the rest I of this. I did it. Like, uh, Brett, no, 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 no. Jimmy. Don't do it. I, I did it on Andy. with you Andy. You we did it with Andy. No, no, no. Don't do it. It's his voice. <laughs> yeah, I actually heard that. No, no. We're not going to do it again. Yeah. Oh my god! Because then I'm oh gonna do goodness. Andy, and then I'm gonna do the rest of them. Yes, yes, and it's a feedback loop. We yeah. just go through all of it. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Wow, I'm laughing a lot on this one. It's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, uh, I, I want uh, to say bringing it back. The yeah. guy. Have you heard my joke about Axe body spray? Yes. And yes. There's that, and like, there's that. We parts. talked about. I think we we. I helped you write the part like with the cloud in in the yes, change room, right? Thank yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you're one of the few comics that. I can bounce jokes off of and we help each other right because some comics you'll say something and they'll go oh yeah funny and like I'm guilty of that too like some people it's not I, I just go like yeah it's, it's funny it's, it's or not oh, it's not because I'm a good person it's because I am a fucking I'm a selfish attention whore and I think that everything I say is funny so like <laughs> no matter what you're saying to me like even when other people are on stage doing bits like I'm thinking like oh it can be funny if they say this like and oh, it's yeah? just because I'm an asshole, right? Huh? But I try and like I, I stifle it. I don't say it to people, but with people I'm close with, it like what that's why I'm good to bounce material off of because yeah. I'm just I'm not I'm not I'm never thinking like that's funny, that's good. I'm thinking like yeah. it'll be better if dude. Don't you like sometimes hear a bit and you're like fuck? I wish I wrote this, but I didn't write it. He did, but he's here's what he can add yes. to make this funny. Like I give up. It's not my bit. It's yeah. his. But let's let me contribute something. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah. Cheers. Um, cheers, bud. Salud. Salud. mask. But yeah, and that's Italian for "have many sons." <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, wow. That's uh, so know, the you, reason. You know when you, you know you know what something means, but you you sit you you just hear it and then you're just like, ah, I'll just file away, and then you never revisit. It's like, wow, that's a misogynist thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Having a daughter is nice too. Yes, yes. And uh, uh, okay, going back to this, uh, the reason I bring up the Axe body spray yes. bit is that there's this part in the bit where I talk about the guy that sprayed Axe body spray into his crotch in order to like get a girl to notice him or whatever. Yes. That guy is the the Porky Pig guy. Uh, oh, really? Same guy. Yeah. yeah. I'm not gonna say his name. Yeah. But when that gets a laugh, I'm like, hey, "Fuck you, dude." Yeah. That's <laughs> you did that that's, shit in, that's in the, funny in the, in the change room. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. But like so, you you uh, I guess we never <laughs> let's bring it all the way back because yeah. we took a huge twenty minute tangent. But bring it back. How, how, how did how you, long has this been? Uh, we got we've been going an hour. Okay. And I I am enjoying this, so let's go another hour. <laughs> like like oh, what, what, whatever whatever it takes, because like uh, I, you're a great conversationalist. And the last um, guy listening to this is going to be me in my car. Well, like it's like we were saying later. before this, <laughs> like we're saying before this, like I'm only trying to make the podcast that I would want to listen to, right? And the so podcast that I listen to, two and a half hours, three hours, and because you get to like we've gotten to the meat of the th- stuff like 20 minutes ago, right? Like 40 yeah. minutes, and we got to like the interesting, like super interesting things. But yeah. we needed to have that foundation of all the other stuff we talked about in order to get here. And so bring it back to what we were what. How is it that you were able to crack into that new friend group? Because mm-hmm. so, we took yeah, a huge is, tangent into comedy. Yeah, this comedy is pretty important, I guess. Yeah. Um, first of all, Joe Rogan's podcast is also three hours, and he gets into the meat of it in the first ten minutes. Yes, yes. Have you he, ever tried it's, venison? It, it's almost like he's been doing it for like ten years. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so this new friend group, I, was, uh, I started grade 12, and you know... The summer of grade 11, I was hanging out with people here and there. I was definitely a lot more relaxed than I was at the beginning of grade 11. But grade 12 started, and I'm like, 
this is like I'm gonna bounce back. I'm gonna find a new friend group that like because I want to go to parties. I want to you know do all this fun stuff. So, and so whatever. um, what, what I want to ask before you get get into that is like, so Grey Lab and you're still super emo. No, bang, no, no. Banger. Like, like, when did you cut cut off the long hair? When did you ch- did your style change? When at this all? all happened, really. This yeah. this all went down in like October of of, of, of I can actually say that it would be October of 2011. Th- this is grade 12, so October of no, grade this is 12. this is grade 11. Oh, so grade 11 is when the schism happened. The schism happened, yeah, October 2011. Okay, and then 11. so let's bring it forward. So you 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 mentioned like I, the reason I asked that is because you said like you spent the first semester of grade 12 without a friend group. No, no, no. It was grade eleven. Grade eleven. Okay, so then so we. If we, I just go, we, we misspoke like, back there, okay, or I misheard schism you. Schism happens yeah. October twenty eleven. Okay. I'm in grade eleven. Yeah, and I'm kind of a loner for the rest of grade eleven. Okay, even though towards the end, I also uh, in like when I started to do better in school, I was in drama class the second semester of grade eleven, and I didn't like this particular drama class. It was different from grade ten. I had to do like actual plays with scripts, and I'm like, right. I don't like this. What can I transfer into? American history was open. And then boom, bang, I take this one American history class. Shout out to Mr. John Cola at uh, St. John de Bray Buff, amazing teacher. Mm. I was uh, just enthralled. I was like, this is amazing. I love this. And it combined research and writing, all the stuff that I would go on to do in university. So that kind of made me a, a better person. Was he, was was he the most influential teacher? Him and there's this teacher named Mrs. Dipede that I had in grade 12. She was awesome. Did she have a son named Luca? By, by Possibly. <laughs> it's not out of the realm of possibility for teachers in Woodbridge. Yeah, yeah, um, 100%. So, yeah, I, I started school their son. I kind of, like, kind of shoved the friend group, like, shoved the idea of friends to the side. I'm like, you know what? I'm a loner, but I'm kind of enjoying myself. I'm into all this new history stuff, and I got really into, like, I got back into reading that I kind of ditched for a little while. Is that what you, I guess, filled your friend time with? You found, yeah, you yeah. Know, fictional friends? Yeah. I don't say that to mean, yeah, mean no, the no. meaning is, like, I did that earlier in my career, like because I, I found my like my, my, my some of my closest friends in in high school, and I spent a lot of time with them. But mm-hmm. in elementary school, I was a huge book nerd. Like, I'll, I'll, when we go inside later, I'll show you the books I went through. Oh, awesome! Like, there's there's bookshelves worth of yeah. but I would always have like a book tucked under my arm. Yeah, my parents would have to like yell at me when we went to dinner at other people's places to put my book away. Oh, dude! Like I would have that to get, me too, I would have to get grounded kid. from reading. <laughs> oh, dude, I was also grounded from reading. <laughs> I was grounded from reading Mad Magazine. I, I loved Mad Magazine, dude. Oh uh, my god! I, I was, I was reading like I read Game of Thrones at like eleven oh, or twelve because nice. my dad was reading the book and he had, he was like, I think my, I think Nicholas will enjoy this, mm-hmm. and then he had to have a conversation with my, my mom. Like, do you think we should give it to like they get it to the incest like page thirty, oh, like man. like like page thirty they get it to incest. Who's like, your innocence, Kareem? And and so and I story. and but like they gave it to me and I was reading at the adult level from like when I was nine mm-hmm. or ten. Like so, that's why I like say I was smart because I I ha- like that's what because I was bullied so much. Like I threw myself into that world of reading. Mm-hmm. I would be in class and stop listening to the teacher because they were going too slow for me. So I would read books. Grade six, especially. Uh, this is a story that you, that'll be interesting to people. It's like um, grade six. I, I had this teacher. I'm not going to say his name because since I, well, you'll understand why by the okay. time we get to the end of the story. Um, he was uh, he would go over the same lesson like over and over again. Like he probably taught us Bernoulli's principle um, like 30 times that year. 
Uh, none of us wanted to learn it. He just was super passionate about Bernoulli's principle. Do you know what Bernoulli's, Bernoulli's principle? principle it's a principle of like how planes are able to fly. Hmm. When you move like something through the air, air um, like the, the the current of air going over the object yeah. ends up creating a like uh, an airflow that goes under the object and creates and that's how you get lift. Oh, so wow. that's why planes have to go to a certain speed to go fast enough for the like almost like an air pocket to, to be yeah. created so that the 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 current of air going around the the uh, the, the the object is enough to create lift mm-hmm. and so that's why we, like when they go fast enough then it creates the the the, the, the air current right. around the, the wing to allow for lift wow and okay. that well, remember the lesson. So, um, okay, cool. <laughs> but Learned he went. He went. Uh, he would go, and he was super into Sudoku. So, like, we did that for math classes. Oh, nice. All in all, he was a terrible teacher. All right, I'll say that <laughs> he was not a good teacher. I didn't learn a lot that year, but I did run through boatloads of novels. Like, I would just get to class and just start reading. Like, and I would just run through books. Like two. Like two a week. I was going through like books like two a week. My chapters like like because I didn't go to the library because I I wanted to have new books. So like I was spending so much of my parents' money on books, but like they couldn't even complain because it's like mm. he's reading <laughs> like and so uh, and then like he, we went to parent teacher uh, interviews once. My mom's a teacher, so she wa- had like genuine Dude, questions. My, uh, mine too. Crazy. Okay, yeah. then that's why we like each other because like similar upbringings, but. Uh, <laughs> And so we went to parent-teacher conferences, uh, and, and this teacher spent. Th- Sorry. No, no, he's but he's he's an engineer Jason. He he works in pharmaceuticals. He's like uh, he okay, was like he, he was working in like uh, medical education. So he teaches doctors how to use drugs. Oh, okay. And how to prescribe yeah, them? Yeah, yeah. And not generally, not what? But anyway, my joke, my joke was, uh, he's 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 a drug dealer. Like <laughs> like, like that's he yeah. sells drugs. That's what he does. But uh, you know, okay, sorry, back to grade six. But uh, this teacher, we were in parent teacher interviews, and um, he spent the entire time just talking about his dog, and the reason he was doing that because he was picking off dog hair off of his sweater, <laughs> and so the whole time, and then my mom was actually coaching, like, so. Um, Nicholas is pretty smart. So why did he get a B in uh, in language? And then like he, he he wouldn't have an answer. And then so we laughed, and my mom just like on the way out, she was just like, "All right, uh, so uh, this isn't your fault." Because before that, she was upset that I didn't get like all A's because I was a straight A student. Because I'm number one, I was terrified of my parents. And number two is the only thing I could excel at. So I, I just you know, was was good in school. Um, so, like, I, I would get, like, the only, like, thing I wouldn't get a in, an A in would be gym. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like, I'm not great athletically. But, uh, and then, so, this is all, like, forgot about that guy for a long time. And then uh, years later, he uh, he actually had a psychotic break and, um, and, wow. and uh, killed his sister. Wow. Yeah. Um, so Dude. this is the guy that like that, that this was my grade six teacher. Is that recent? Did that happen recently? Yeah, yeah. It, I heard it hap- about this. It happened down the street here in Richmond wow. Hill. Um, like he had a psychotic break and like he he stopped going like showing oh, up to work shit. right, and then his sister came like to take him home to live with his parents like to get help, and damn. when he went there like the voices told him to, God and she was about damn. to get married too. Like it's oh, tragic. No. It's a tragic story. But like, and this is like, this is a guy that like, that was like, you know, you, and then it's just weird. Cause like you, you don't, yeah. you, you feel bad, but at the same time he was terrible at his job, right? Like he wasn't a good teacher. So like, and it's weird when you have the, like you, your mom probably complains about this too. It's like, 
as my mom especially because she's a principal like mm-hmm. she has to deal with teachers who are just there because they want the summers off yeah right yeah, that's the that's the problem with with teachers. That's why it's the, and you can't get fired, that, man. That, uh, that profession is so hard to get into for the people that would make good teachers. Because of all the people that are just there for hey, you know, it's fun to walk around and and, and like and the thing if you just if, there's people Christmas. that kick around on like the LTO list or the supply list for like ten years, and then eventually they get a full time position just because that's where they were in the seniority list. Damn. And like they were kicking around for ten years because they didn't deserve to be the teach be a teacher. They didn't they, they weren't in it for the right reasons. Dude, I had a teacher in grade twelve who was I was in his course family uh, family studies where you learn about like fucking I don't even know like like it was supposed to be like about like like um, tracing your etymology and some sort of anthropology stuff like like families through the years and whatnot yeah. and. It wasn't like religion class. It was like it was probably like what, like the class that you would take, like family whatever at right. like a public school. Yeah. So I took that, and this teacher was using someone else's notes, and this note came up about the industrial revolution, and she said, "Um, are there any history buffs in the room that can explain what this is?" And I was like, "Do I get an A? Do I have to do the rest of this shit?" Yeah, do I have to teach this course for you? Yeah, I uh, yeah. There, there's teachers who are like, they they're not in it for the right reasons. And then I also like, but I appreciate that. I also had teachers who were like, they were like no bullshit about like what they were doing. So like, there's one one teacher who was, I I had him for religion class, and uh, in in grade twelve like world religions or whatever. Yeah. It was a bird course, right? Like, it didn't really matter at that point. I took philosophy. But so he, it yeah, like, but, but like, for a lot of you, it was either take this or philosophy, yeah. right? And I didn't want to take philosophy. And so I went to the class and, like, I, I, I basically went, I was stopped paying attention because we weren't really, like, it was like, it was my 12th year of taking, of learning about Jesus, basically, right? Like, you know, like, yeah. and so I, I went up to him and I was like, I don't, like, I don't really want to be here for this class. And then he was like, yeah, I understand that. I'm like, so here's the thing. I would like a 90 in this class. I don't want to come to class. I will do the assignments. I will do the homework. But I don't want to come anymore. And he was like, okay. And then so like, and then I'm saying this, but like there's a group of like five of us that are in this conversation. And then- Can we do the same treatment? No, no. And then basically, and then like there was four others, sorry, three others, three others with me. And then I was talking to, and then he was like, okay, all right. And he was, he just kind of looked at me and he was like, uh, all right. And so like the, this, this course sort of bumped up against, uh, lunch. So it was either after lunch or before lunch, depending on the week. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause we kind of flip flopped your, your, your classes, like which one was in which order. Yeah. Um, and then he was like, all right. So, uh, at you, at the end of class, you have to come in and give me a coffee, a Starbucks coffee, oh black. And uh, and I'll mark you present. And then we were just we all looked at each other. We we're like, thirty cents each. Yep. <laughs> and then so every day, like we would just we would we would skip that class and we would go 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 no go, go go out for a long lunch. We'd just have like a two and a half hour lunch. Sometimes we didn't even leave the building. We just went to the music room and played in like the practice rooms and stuff. But or we we would spend time in like the plaza down the street, like with the Starbucks oh, and the smokes. Pita Pit, and just talk and hang out and like. 
It wasn't like we were delinquents. These were all really smart people. <laughs> and just we figured out a loophole to religion yes, class. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because it's not like we were doing think? the we were doing the homework. We were doing like they couldn't say shit because like we were we had the highest marks in the class anyways. Oh, like, so like we we were like because we did the homework, we did the tests, we did the assignments, we were doing all the stuff we needed. Did you go to class for the tests? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, that's then. the only time we showed yeah. up. Like, was when we wow. had to do things. And did anybody know about this, or was it kept on the down? Obviously, well, right? no one told. Like the like people in the class knew, but like, it, and then other people were like, "Can we get this?" Like, what's your mark in the class? Huh? Like, so like, he, and he was like, he was like a no bullshit pro- like teacher. The dude that's actually kind of smart because he's doing it like a university style. Yes. And if you have the marks, you don't have to go to lecture. He just he just gave us the respect that we 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 deserve basically. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, bring it all the way back. Yeah. How did you get into this new friend? Holy smoke. Okay, I'm going to finish the story. Eventually we'll get to there. If I don't finish the story, I'm going to hurl this cannoli across the garage. <laughs> all right? So grade 12 started. I'm like, I'm making a comeback. I'm going to find some friends. I want to go to parties. I want to enjoy grade 12. I kept hearing, like, like there's this notion of high school shit, but grade 12, that one's pretty fun. There's the, the like, spare... You're going to have to hang out for a period. Yeah. So I just happened to be in this class called World Issues. It was pretty cool. We learned about, like, stuff going on in the world. Right. And uh, it was, like, a little bit of geography, a little bit of history. It was cool. So I sat at this in this class in the back row with all these people that I'd kind of been, like, friendly acquaintances with throughout high school. But now we were all in the back. And all these people were more or less pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And, like... We started talking, and then we kind of formed a group, and they brought their friends into the mix, and we sort of became, like, like not popular kids, but we were, like, the, like, fringe group of popular kids. Quick question. Yeah. How big was your high school? Oh. Ballpark. Shit, I don't know. Like, people in my grade? Yeah, like yeah. That, that, 200? 200. Okay, see, yeah. that, that's huge. I went to, like, the whole, my whole high school was, like, 600. Oh, okay, yeah. So it was a oh, smaller high school, so, like, there was probably, like, people. 80 people or 100 people in my grade, maybe, Yeah. right? So it was a much smaller population. Yeah. Um, but you, you had a larger high school, you, you became pseudo-popular. Yeah. So, like, we were, we weren't, like, popular in, like, jocks and whatever, but mm-hmm. we were, like, the cool kids, like, into music, right. you know, kind of, like, like, hipsters, more or less, right. into cool stuff. And that sort of formed my personality, and I never was, I had a, some of those edge lord type tendencies still i was still really into metal i don't think being into metal makes you an edgelord by any stretch but it definitely helps if you are and you're listening to music that's like fucking fuck jesus well fuck the system all that stuff like you kind of i guess you kind of took that on as like your personality rather than just having an interest dude like Bands like Pantera, Slayer, Tool, System of a Down. I was so just, just... W- when you were a super, uh, when you were super like edge lordy, like mm-hmm. did you have a relationship with women, like or like what what what, like what at what point like did you when did you have a first girlfriend, like what, what okay. that type of thing? So here's the thing about that. I was like I was kind of known as like this guy that would just post all these really radical, controversial opinions on my Twitter, on my Facebook. I was always going off and ranting about stuff. I recently went back and deleted so many tweets of me just being such an asshole. And I think, like, like the girls, like, girls liked me because I was an asshole. 
because like I didn't give a shit. And I was talking about all the stuff that a lot of people weren't talking about. Right. I was, like, regurgitating George Carlin and Bill Hicks lines a lot. They're like, ooh, this guy's so mysterious. Ooh. And then I remember in grade 10, uh, through that drama class that I told you about, I was in this friend group of girls. And, like, I wasn't, like, like interested in them. I just liked the company. And I honestly felt like Charles Manson. This was what was my Manson family. Like, I felt so cool. Then that friend group crumbled. For, the, for those of you listening, I'm like I'm like laughing catatonically. Like that's what it was. It's so like it's so cringe looking back. That's honestly what I felt at that point in time. Like having this group of girls and I was the only guy. Oh, that's funny. And like that doesn't last forever, obviously. But yeah, um, I mean, I, I had that at times. Like, well, not really like a group of them that we hung out all the time, but like sometimes in classes, like I I would just hang out with. With with girls because they were like the smart ones and then we kind of like hung out together because they yeah. uh, like there was I I took French up until grade eleven and then in grade ten and eleven the people in that that French class same group of people right because you took it at ten and you took it at eleven that was yeah, the only yeah. time I was running because we were a small school and so I sat beside the two smartest girls in in our grade right and so like. The teacher would have us mark each other's papers. Yeah. So we would just switch between the three of us, and like I would just mark them all perfect, and they'd give me like two wrong or something like that, mm-hmm. and then like so I had oh, an nice. incredible mark in French because I was like like don't make it perfect because I don't that I don't that's not sustainable for me like <laughs> when it comes oh, you test were, time you were like pretty like, good at French eh I was not I I I, I, uh, I took applied well, French see, no the, the reason I took I was good at French um, this is the type of childhood uh, I had my parents were very strict. Um, to the point, like, in grade 9, I, I didn't have a good French teacher in elementary school. So when I went to high school, I was not prepared. Oh. So I was in academic French, and I was oh, not shit. prepared for it. Guns. And uh, so when our the first, like, midterm uh, report card came out, yeah. um, I had a 79, 78 in French. And I got grounded for, for three weeks until I could bring my French mark up into an 80 because I needed to have an A. So that's and I was grounded. So like I was literally at home conjugating verbs in the dining room. <laughs> Holy smokes! Because I didn't have the mark required for me to enjoy yeah. myself. Like I, uh, I probably mentioned it on the podcast before, but like um, for most of my childhood, I was not allowed to watch TV during the week until Friday after oh, I had man. finished my homework. That, that's my parents strange. were very strict, right? Oh, so like and like I'm not even mad like I'm so thankful for that now cuz like yeah, dude. it made me all of the things I am today. It's like I'm well read. Like I I I love reading. Like yeah. I I'm I don't I I love movies and I'm passionate about like like TV shows and stuff yeah. like that, but I don't need to have that. Like I'm I'm fine in my own thoughts. Like oh yeah, and and that I think that's what helped me give me like a comedian brain. Like where I'm I'm always thinking like yeah, three I steps ahead. But like find but that... it's got like a bit of a negative side because like I find it hard to turn it off, and I feel like you would probably relate to that too. It's like it's hard for me to be in the moment because I'm thinking about everything oh, yeah. that's happening. Oh, I, always, yeah, and yeah. That, that's why like I go into rooms and I'm like. Why am I in this room? Like, a lot. But do you find that, like, I don't crave constant stimulation? Like, so no. many people are like, I gotta have a TV show on. I gotta have music playing. It's like, sometimes I just like to chill. I don't want to have a TV I, show I, on. I, I like to chill, but, like, for me, like, because my my brain is going so much that, like, when, when I'm chilling, I'm not chilling. Like, there's, there's a running thing in my head. Yeah. So, I do, like, a lot of the times, I do have constant stimulation... Not because I need it, because it stifles what's going on up here. Right. 
that's why I really like podcasts because like I'm listening to other people's thoughts, yeah. so I don't have to focus on my own. Yeah, that is nice. Though. I don't mind my own thoughts when I'm when I yeah. don't have any stress or anxiety, but like uh, I. I'm right now. I'm like I'm still trying to look for my full time job. Like I, I don't so know I, what my life is going on. So what's I, going on in my life right now? So there's a lot of anxiety and stress about yeah. that. So like it's a little overwhelming sometimes when I like and it's not. It's always on my mind type of yeah. thing. And like you probably have it with your family members. Like, so where are you? Uh, when are you gonna find a job? Like what are you gonna? What are you gonna do? And then that just kind of brings on a yeah. whole wave of like, oh, sorry, it's a little tight in here. Like and then. <laughs> So that's why I'm doing this because, like, just have something to do, right? So I, I can throw energy into doing this and, like, and like that's why I've, I I keep writing more and more jokes. Like, and, like, for the up until, like, la this past Thursday, like, I was in a two-week funk where I hadn't written a new bit. And because I was just so in, in like, a bad place or whatever. And, yeah, 100%. The anxiety is making me not right, which is making me more anxious, yeah, right? And then I was like, what, do I, did I run out of funny? Like, what's oh, going on, yeah, right? That's, like, that's and, a big one. And then, and then, like, and then, so Thursday Mom, night, like, I was dope? supposed to, I was supposed to, like, get to sleep at a reasonable time because I needed to do, like, I had a busy weekend this past weekend, right? I stayed up until four in the morning because every time I was about to fall asleep, I thought of a new bit. And then so I was just like, and then it's like it, it's it's like a fan mentality. It's like yeah. I I have to write this down. I have to set it up and like flesh this out because I don't know if there's not going to be another one coming. And then another one came, and another one came, and another one came. Yeah. And I just needed to like get that out of me. And like it's just so it's such a weird thing that like like I find a, and I always feel pressure to perform. Right. No. I don't know if you were this in your family, but I was like the I was like. The one they never had to worry about, right? Like my sister, like it was a like there was always like a lot of like uh, turmoil on her side, like trying to get her to do uh, to live up to her potential. But like they never really had to tell me shit because like I just I took care of my stuff because I didn't yeah. want to be in like I didn't want them to have to worry about me as well. Yeah, right. I so I just, I just took myself. Thing, I was quiet but... and like didn't let let them worry about yeah. me. Yeah. Like, I was, no, I was a mess up until that point of grade 11. That's the po moment my life changed. Then I, they didn't really worry about me anymore. So right. I'm on the up and up. And I guess that I should also mention, uh, I guess we've we've covered this, uh, this finding the new friend group in grade 12 <laughs> now. But you, that's now where, we're talking uh, about your dating you met, ability. Have yeah. you met my, my friend Vince? He was at the last one, yeah. the last Archibalds. Not, I, I definitely, not I definitely, uh, I don't, I can't picture his face, yeah. but I, like, I probably could, if you show me a picture, I'll be like, oh yeah, that's Vince. But you yeah. say Vince, I don't put a face to okay. it, but I met so him. I I'm met, just terrible with names. He was in that back row world issues group, and that was like my first best friend out of the group of guys that I was friends with that casted me out, and that was really helpful So as is well. that where your best friend group starts from there onward? Like, before that, it was a different group? Do you have anyone that sustained all the way through? Um, well, my cousin Mike, because we're family, he's right. technically my, my step-cousin. I've known him since I was in grade four. Right. And he's always been there. Uh, but other than that, uh, like, that group is no more, but Vince is still my friend. Right. And then it also has to do with the fact that it was, like... 90% girls and then me and Vince. So you're not going to be friends with a group of girls forever. Boyfriends no, no. happen and stuff. No. It's it's hard, Why hard to sustain. Why are you friends with that dude? Like, yeah. you know, like, you yeah, gotta no get, 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 get out of it. Why are you so, with him? So when, when did you first, like, did you get a girlfriend in high school? Or, like, did you start dating at, at any point in there? Um, So I, I dated a girl in grade 11 for a while. And, I like, right when that, 
when the the schism happened, I started dating this girl who was okay. So that's what tied you over to grade twelve. Okay. No, right. no, 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 no. Oh, no. uh, okay. Here's the thing, because that girl, she was a great girl, but she was like, she was like, like me, like very like metalhead edge lord. She was like that, and she was just like instead of what's it like to fuck to heavy metal? Never done it. Never done it. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Where do you find the rhythm? Like. <laughs> On the in stroke, the out stroke, like where do you? <laughs> just that's that, that's a great. You know what, we're dude. Gonna, it we're, wasn't even dude. Like it was like we're was gonna like Marilyn producer. Manson. We're gonna, like a, we're, like an, a fucking psychopath. We're gonna we're gonna produce that sketch where it's like a romantic dinner, like candlelight, everything. But in, like, let me turn on some mute music. <laughs> he goes on just Slipknot, like hit me. <laughs> I did my time, and, and then they're and then they're both just like. Yeah. So how was work? Like exactly that. <laughs> that was a dinner that we probably had, uh, but it, it was like she was just like, yeah, you know what? Fuck everybody. You know, we got each other. We're both metal edge lords. Yeah. Screw everybody. But it got, and I was like, yeah, you're right. Screw everybody. But then it got to the point where I was like, well, no, not screw everybody, because I don't want to close myself off well, to the also- world. I, I, I wanna. I, I wanted that feeling of bouncing back. I needed time to just right. like to, for myself. But I realized I kind of wanted that to relationship that. was kind of more of the same, yeah, right, more of the same of like what what you were getting in your friend group, right? Well, like she wasn't an asshole like them, right? But it, I realized because she didn't even go to my school, so I realized it was like kind of keeping me from friend opportunities, and right. I ended up like breaking that off. But mm. yeah, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, that, that was that was like the one that was pretty much I only had one girl. I had like the grade nine girlfriend like for a month. Yeah, I, I broke up with her because she didn't want to go to Wonderland with me. She wasn't allowed. So I was like, bro. No. And she was like, you were the first guy I loved. And I'm like, you didn't go on the fucking behemoth with me. Yeah. This is done. I, uh, <laughs> if I don't see you upside down, this is over. <laughs> yeah, I, I never... Uh, my first uh, my first girlfriend was the one I, I got in like, first year university. I dated her for four years. Oh yeah, that was the first because up until then, like I was just I, I was like I was not on females' radar at all in in high school, uh, and then it and, and then in, yeah, and then it went into uh, and then I, I I kind of dated a couple of girls through work because I worked at Longos. Oh nice, um, and uh, all the all the finest. Hey, where's the where's the pasta? At? <laughs> no, it was Over just here. other. It was other cashiers there. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Shitting yeah. where you eat. Yeah, a hundred percent. It actually got like story. I, 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 I one. This is the one, like the one cool thing I could say about that time. Is like at one point I was talking to two of them and it became a bit of a drama thing. Uh, yeah, a little bit of like uh, workplace. Uh, I don't know. Uh, one of them was kind of my supervisor. So hashtag oh. me too. Oh, oh no! Bug at the boss. Yeah, yeah. Can't so, use that one as a reference no more, eh? No, no. <laughs> You know, I'll talk about this. This is kind of interesting, but um, one of the girls, like I, that I really liked, uh, she never, uh, she never, uh, like we were, we were kind of like we went out a few times. We would, you know, make out occasionally and things like that. And then, uh, and then I found out like after we kind of started to fizzle out that uh, she had a boyfriend that entire time. Oh no! So I was the dirty mistress. You were the homewrecker. But yeah, you didn't know it. I didn't know. I didn't know. It's, it's like, like she like threw you into the home and it broke. Yeah, yeah. Like and I and then I I was like because she didn't tell me like one of the other cashiers like I was talking about like yeah do you know when she has a shit when she's working like she's like I don't know uh, yeah and, uh, but uh, yeah I saw her with her boyfriend the other day and I was like 
what? Like, and then I, I like, you know when, like, you get the back sweat because you can't talk about it. So you're like, you know that when you're bombing and you get, like, that back sweat, that yeah. flop sweat, that immediately, that cold sweat down your back? Yeah. Like, I got I'm that like, immediately. This and is I was how like, this is going to go now. I was like, all right, okay, yeah. all right, okay, all right. Like, processing it in the moment. Yeah. yeah. And then fast forward, we, uh, I, I went to McMaster and, um, and her boyfriend ended up going to the McMaster as well. No way. And then so one day during Frosh Week when I was like I was visiting my buddy's one of my friend's residences. Oh, sorry, I was with my friend visiting one of his friends in, in a residence and uh, that was a good pop. I heard that. Oh, sorry. And uh, I I was running outside and think there was these people throwing a football outside yeah. and like I ran in because I was like I was like trying to be cool and stuff and I ran in and like I caught it for, and like stole it from the guy uh-huh. and I was like <laughs> And threw it back. We ended up talking, and like the, the guy introduced him. He's like, "Hey, the second how's thing it going?" You stole from him, eh? Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. And, and he ended up. Uh, oh, I'm gonna no. change his name. He was like, "Hey, John, nice to meet you." And I was, just, I was like, "As and then so like you're gonna be John, right?" So like you, you introduce yourself. Hello, I'm John. Why, why am I Russian? <laughs> and so then I, I looked at him, and I was just like, uh, "Hey." Hi. Did he know who you were? No, no, no recognition in his eyes, and like I, I and then I recognized him because like you look him up after the fact that you see recognize him from pictures, and I started laughing hysterically. Oh no! But like, didn't explain. Like I just and then I write it off to like oh this guy's like you know out of it or whatever. Like but I just started laughing hysterically and then just started walking away. My buddy like my buddy was who's with me. He's like, you good? And he's just like. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta tell you a story once we get some distance. Did he ever figure it out, though? No clue, man. No clue. So no he clue. probably like st- uh, I think they're still if, together to this day. If he figured it out, he probably like looked at meeting you like the way people talk about like, oh, I once met, I, I once saw Paul Bernardo back in the day. I little did I know. <laughs> but yeah, like my so, uh, random fun fact, my my uncle, my conscience is clear from that whole thing because I didn't know. Right? Yeah, uh-huh. my uncle uh, Louis, well, Mike's dad sat beside Paul Bernardo and Carlo Homoka at a wedding. My uh, my aunt played uh, played footsies with him in and, the library. Really. What? They went to the. He went to U of T, right? And and yes, they, yeah. she was in the U of T library, and she was she like the, you know like say we're like you know there's the wall there's like the yeah, reading sure. cubicles. She like she happened to like put her foot out and like and then like was like hit someone's foot. And then they ended up like you know kicking each other back and forth, oh, whatever. Yeah. Walked away, like they, they smiled at each other, and then and then you know news. Do you believe that? Everybody in Ontario has a six degree story with Paul Bernardo, or any everybody. I mean, it's like, like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? Yeah. Like it's it's but one it's of those things. Of like Bernardo, it's such yeah. a large thing that like yeah. I I don't think I don't think everyone has a story. It's like I think some people start, like take other people's story as their own. Yeah, but not like not like malicious. It's like oh, I have a good story about Paul Bernardo. I'm gonna take it as my own, and then. Uh, so I would take my aunt's story as me. It's like I played footsies with him, and then I would tell him you that story. Yeah, and then you but would, I, and then you I would wouldn't say, believe you because I'd be like, "You baby." Yeah, well, like I, you know, <laughs> yeah. but then, then you you talk to another person and say like, "I know this guy who played oh, footsies, right?" So it's like and then so telephone. it's broken telephone, yeah, yeah. and then like you don't know wh- where the story originated, and it doesn't like it's just you know. Before the internet, it was just how people you know built time. I believe that everybody has six degrees from Paul Bernardo, but I don't believe that everybody has six degrees to to Drake. A lot of people like I know a guy, I know a guy who knows Drake. Right. That's but that, that's more popular. Like nobody's well, flexing in the club. Like my fucking well, the thing mom is, well, played footsies with Paul Bernardo. With Drake, it's it's hard to believe because he doesn't. He never really lived in Toronto, right? 
Like yeah, he yeah. was on whatever it was, like Degrassi or whatever. Yeah, an and early that age, did, and that didn't out, film out here, picture. right? Like it filmed in a different area, no, right? It filmed here. Did it film here? Yeah, I don't but know. they filmed it. But he was like from a young age, he was in that scene, so like yeah, he was never he was really friends with regular people, yeah. right? And now he barely he doesn't live in Toronto. Like he, he what he has a couple penthouses here or something like yeah. that. But well, he, he lives that, he lives he lives in L.A. Right, like that's where his mom lives. Right, like, he's got that his mom has that massive mansion that he like he bought for her. Um, but he he doesn't spend that much time here. So like I it's rare. I don't believe he's, that he has that many friends that are Toronto. But he's secluded. And you're right. Like he he was here, but he was secluded from an early yeah. age. He grew like up in like Forest Hill. Like he yeah. he was rich. Like he, he wasn't that, like an everyman. Who no, like broke uh, no, hundred percent. Like so, like the yeah. people who are super over the top fans of Drake are not like mostly not rich kids, right? Like it's like the most Toronto man's like you know that stereotypical thing it comes yeah, out of Branton eh? and Mississauga and all that. Yo, stuff. did you cop that Drake album, fam? <laughs> you know those guys. I've I have literally I have fam? literally <laughs> talk, uh, like some some people like, talk like that, and then I, I I I've stopped them, and I'd be like, no, like if we're gonna continue this, drop it, because I know you don't talk like this to your parents. Yeah, so I want you to that? flip that switch. Like, <laughs> Hello, mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. One second, I'm getting a phone call. Yeah, I ain't. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Uh, it's so cringe. Just, just stab him. But, uh, yeah, so, like, when did you... I Because you you have your girlfriend now, but, like, yeah. you, you're, you're a fully formed human being at this point, right? Yeah. Like you, you kind of... You're an adult. You don't you no longer have those baby training wheels. When did you flip that switch to, like, what, talking to women just in general? Because, like, a lot of the people I talked to, like, we, I was... Uh, I reached a, basically a fuck it point where I was like, I'm not... No, the way I'm operating right now yeah. is not effective. Like it's not getting me the responses or the putting me in these situations that I want to be in. Yeah. So the world's not going to change. I have to change. Yeah. So I I hit my point where it's like I'm no longer going to be like uh, insecure or scared to talk to him. Like I need to do something different. So yeah. I just like so when I got to university, like I just started to. Every time I, I, I saw, like, uh, someone who looked remotely interesting to me, guy, girl, anyone, I, I went up and introduced myself yeah. and just started a conversation, right? Mm -hmm. But that was difficult for me. I had to go get over that hump. So, like, yeah. I, I feel like everyone who is effective as a person kind of has that same story. When was – what was that for you? So, like – I was never scared to talk to girls. Like in elementary school, like I was like, Ooh. yeah. And then, like when it came to high school, I wasn't scared to talk. Yeah, you to had girls. that fucking persona. Of yeah, like exactly. Guys, yeah. Right. I was like, whatever. I'll just shoot my shot here, shoot my shot there. But I didn't want to like upset the status flow because in high school, it's like if you ask out a girl and she rejects you, it's not like now where it's like nobody cares. It's like it goes around the school. Yeah. Yeah. So that that it's made thing, me. Yeah. That basically, I never asked out a girl in high school besides like the grade nine girlfriend because like one of her friends was like you should ask her out she likes you and yeah. i'm like hey, i think i asked her like hey do you want to go see iron man 2 like that's what i asked <laughs> not even one of the good iron man. no the one where he's like racing a car or whatever <laughs> iron man 3 worst iron man i'll yeah, say definitely. that iron man 3 worst definitely. iron man Iron Man 2 all right i went it's back and watched iron it, it iron man 1's great iron man Iron Man One is an incredible movie. Yeah, that's awesome. incredible movie. Um, I you do you remember when you first got like an iPod Touch? Yes. Uh, I I used to have like like a couple movies on there. One of them was <laughs> Iron Man, the first one, and the other one was Star Trek, like the the first new oh, okay. one with Chris Pine. Yeah. 
those two movies, I would watch him falling asleep at two night. Movies. Like just and so I that the first Star Trek movie, I can quote like oh the entire God. movie verbatim. Dude, everybody has an iPod movie. Sabotage. That one that they <laughs> that they download off of LimeWire or whatever, and it happened to be an MP4 and it worked. Yeah, like mine were Jackass Two and Talladega Nights. Oh, my iPod video, like over oh and over again. Oh my god. Yeah, Talladega Nights, Booby. Very underrated. I'm coming Wolf for you, Ricky Booby. So good. <laughs> Very underrated Wolf. Someone put out the paper! A lot more funnier than Step Brothers. Uh, hot take. Step Brothers. Mm. Step Brothers is good, but yet I, I'd say Talladega Nights is a little more consistent and funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Step Brothers is more of a slow burn, all right? Throughout the, so, the, the way, all the way through. Movie. Everybody was freaking out about it. I'm like, yeah, him and John C. Riley, but they're like, funnier until they can eyes. The thing is, like, I touch Baron Cohen's in there's, there's that type of, there's those movies where, like, yeah. when you see them, they don't live up to the hype. Yeah. And if you don't have the hype, you're able to enjoy them more. Yeah. Right? And that, I think that's one of the movies that kind of does that exactly. for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I can't think of the other ones right now, but like, I don't know, later I'll come to and I'll call you a little bit like, this movie, this is what I was talking about. And I guess, okay, going back to that girl thing. Yeah. Like, I I always found it, like, I I always was kind of down for a relationship to experience it. Never really had one all that serious throughout high school. And when it came to university, at the end of first year, like post then, I was in a two and a half year relationship. And that, it, like, it taught me a lot because I was with a girl that, like, like, she was kind of, like, she was basic, but, like, I was in denial that she was basic. And when we broke up, I went on a couple Tinder dates and I kind of formed this list of, like, this is what, like, the girl that I envision myself with, this is what it's got to be. If it's not this, then it's not worth it. Like, did you did you go through that, like, after your ex, like... You know, this is what I want. This is what I don't, and I learned that through being in this relationship. I guess. Um, I'll say this: it's that uh, the person that I would picture myself with, it, my ex still fulfills all of that list. There oh, was just okay. things that ended up being recurring issues oh, that yeah. kind of overrode the. And I, I, she will listen to this, uh, so I'm gonna oh. be very no, but I'm I'm not gonna pull, I'm gonna be very candid. It's like. I still, like, when I picture my future, she's still in it, right? Oh, man. And I'm still trying to work through, the, like, and, like, I, I was a, I, I was a good boyfriend, but, like, at the end, I kind of, like, I kind of started to resent her for things, and then I, she was the, the one, like, I started the fight that ended the relationship, but she's the one that pulled the trigger, uh-huh. right? So, but, like, and we, we both really st- still care about each other, so it's, like, it's hard to try and like reconcile. It's like, do I, I don't want to waste e- like each other's time mm-hmm. type of thing. So it's still tried hard to try and like reconcile what the right thing to do is, and it's a very like it, because like like I said before, we're adults now. Like the decisions we make have consequences, yeah. right? And so I'm in this weird limbo moment, right? This is a really good podcast. I'm gonna say that right now. We're gonna. This is really yeah, good. I'm enjoying that. Yeah. I wonder if anybody's like, right, when are they gonna talk about the comedy? Yeah, but uh, <laughs> we touched on it a couple times. But yeah, the thing exactly. is, like, I like I said, like I don't know what my life is right now because I'm I, I don't nothing in my life is set. Like I don't I, I I'm I'm living here like with my parents, but I'm. Next, in the next couple of weeks, I'm moving back in with my nonna because I want to be downtown to make it easier to do comedy, right? Yeah. But 
and I don't know what what so I don't really have a solidified living situation. I don't know where I'm going to be working. I do, I I can't picture what my life's going to be in five years because there's nothing on in my plate to kind of be a foundation to move forward from. Mm-hmm. The only thing I can rely on right now is comedy, which in itself is an eph- ephemeral thing. Like that, you it's ch- it's constantly yeah. changing. Like. All I can say is like I'm progressing. Like I feel like I'm getting better. That's all I can say, yeah. right? And so there's nothing in my life that has a firm foothold for me to be able to base like what I so to be able to plan my life. Oh, and so I wasn't talking about life. In no, general. no, no. But so like, like so so so, yeah. so when so me trying to make relationship decisions. Yeah, I don't know what my life is going to be. Like so, like it, it's hard for yeah. me to say like I. Like, do I, can I commit to this thing? Can I, can I make a, a, a f- final decision? Yeah. But then something else in all, one of these other buckets might change and change how I feel about everything, right? And that's the last and thing so, you should be concerned about is it, a relationship, honestly. Exactly. And so, yeah. like, this fuels into the, my general level of anxiety and stress, right? Yeah. And so this is why, like, when I say, like, my brain is constantly going, like, it, yeah. it's so difficult for me to, like, try and shut that off. That's why I, like, try to dampen dampen it by listening to constant podcasts have a mm-hmm. movie going whatever quiet moments are rough for me because like i'm just start thinking so much about and overthinking things right yeah and i i've talked about this on a previous podcast but i'll kind of like give you the shorter version of it is like when i think about something or something happens what i do is like i start planning my life from that point right so if i get a job interview for something i'm like Okay, so once I get this job, I can do this. Once I just do this, and then I can move here, then I'll be able to do this. Then I'll be able to do that. So then when something doesn't go my way, it's not just that that thing didn't go my way. It's like I lost this whole future that just kind of evaporated, right? And so like it's just – Focus on step number one. Yeah, so like what what – I'm trying really hard to like just force myself to be more in the moment about things. And it's just – it's difficult for – so that's why, like, trying to trying to figure out what I, what it is I actually want out of things is really hard because there's nothing for me to base things on. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I that kind of answer your question. Wow, that got intense. Yeah, wow, yeah. that really did. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, dude, the relationship thing should be like the last thing. Yeah, because I didn't like my current girlfriend. I didn't seek her out. I fell ass backwards into this relationship. Yeah, out of nowhere. All right. Well, this will live forever. So, like, why don't you tell? I, I'd be interested because I, I, I've met her. Like, I, I've had very short conversations with her. Yeah. Lovely girl. Thank you. Like, how did you guys meet? Let, so, let's take it on a more it's kind of a it. kind of a funny story. Um, I had a Tinder date planned. Uh, we were going to go to the Rex downtown to listen to jazz. The Rex Hotel where mm-hmm. they have you know jazz and whatever. And uh, she was texting me less and less, and I kind of felt like she was gonna bail on me. And the day came and I had my plans were to go from work to the dentist, got an appointment, mm-hmm. and then into the city to meet this girl right. who lived in the city. And she up and tells me, oh, I have food poisoning. And I'm like, yeah, fucking whatever. But what did you eat? Lies. Like, <laughs> you know. Um, and then I was like, whatever. I was kind of feeling down. I was like, I kind of knew this was going to happen. Now this girl bailed on me. So I'm, I was thinking like, hey, after this dentist appointment, I'm going to go to Vaughn Mills. I'm going to uh, have some nice, you know, Japanese curry chicken. <laughs> and then I'm just going to go buy myself a new pair of shoes. Uh, so I did exactly that. Had the chicken. Had a mead day. Yeah. Had a, had a nice mead day. Exactly. Yeah. So 
went bought the chicken. Self care is that what basic white bitches call it? Self care. Self care. No, yeah. It was a self care. Yeah, you know, yeah. dude. You actually you have a face mask going. <laughs> yeah, I was like, they're like, hey, why is that guy in blackface? I'm like, dude, it's a face mask. <laughs> it's charcoal. <laughs> I have that. I have that that face mask, man. Oh God. I have the two. Are you running your own minstrel show in your in your bathroom? <laughs> Those things are so suggestive looking. Hey, make it a different color. Like, I know it's charcoal. Dye it pink. Dye it oh, pink. Oh my god, that's gonna be totally gonna be a bet that I work on. Uh, Not if I just, work on it first. Like, no, like, I'm kidding. <laughs> I actually I've been wanting to do something like that. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Who fucking cares? You know, we'll you can the same right. well, like, yeah, uh, but it's like, why is blackface only like acceptable on Instagram when they call it a face mask? Like, <laughs> it's so good. We can both use it. Who cares? It's not going on Netflix. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> we both go and go go, go in like blackface for Halloween. It's like, no, no, it's not blackface. We're just we're being self cares right now. <laughs> we're being self cares. Oh God. Okay, so I'm in Von Miller's. Uh, chicken in my belly. Yeah. New shoes on my feet. Oh, and you then, put them on? You put you bought them and put them on. Oh, I, heavens no. Heavens <laughs> no. I'm a psychopath. Am I one of these? Like, dude, I worked at Hot Topic once, and I worked at Hot Topic once, and a guy wanted to wear his jeans that he bought a new outside of the store, so I had to like scan the friggin' um, gel pack thing off of his ass, had to hold his ass and scan scan it off. Psychopath. <laughs> I'll wash any clothes that I buy, always. Yes. And shoes, I'll just put them on at home, whatever. So, I got the new shoes in a bag, chickens in the, in the belly. Yeah. I passed by West 49. West 49's having some sort of, like, liquidation sale. They're like, yeah, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 didn't sell yeah. too good. Yeah. We're, we're going to fuck We have to off. get rid of all these flat-bottom shoes. Yeah. <laughs> we we got to, hey, does anybody want to fucking, uh, oh, fucking obey tank top with the Illuminati <laughs> eye on it? Fucking ten for five I bucks. I forgot about Obey. Dude, oh man, I had does to. Anybody want a diamond supply hoodie? I had to relocate for that laugh, man. I had to relocate. Oh my god, Obey. Oh god, that stupid red frickin'. That was like that was like. You know what that was? That was that was like the war universe, like warming us up for the Supreme era. Yeah, it was like a nice appetizer. Oh man, all those obey snapbacks oh that everyone my god. had. Oh god. And those shirts with the friggin' that, that guy's face on it. And like Shepard Ferry, the artist of that thing. Do you remember do you remember like Ed Hardy? Ed yeah, Hardy that was a big the face? Thing. Oh yeah. god. You were you were in Woodbridge. That's yeah, like dude. that's like the heart Everybody of Ed was Hardy territory. Sequence in grade nine. Why are there so many tigers? Like <laughs> I know. God damn. Oh my goodness. That is that is priceless, man. So I'm just gonna make sure it's still recording. Okay. It is. Okay. Yeah. So I'm in West 49. Yeah. Obey. Like, it's like the movie fucking They Live. I put the glasses on. All I see is Obey around. Um, so I was like, I could probably find, like, a nice shirt here or yeah. something. It's Everything's on sale. So I picked up this shirt. It was five bucks. still have the shirt. And I went to the, the cashier, and the cashier was Emma. And I have, I'm not one to ask out a girl in public. Right. Like, in a store. Yeah. But I noticed this girl was pretty cute, and I'm like... Why not? I got nothing to lose. Well, you you had that that we'll keep saying you had that fucking energy from the the girl canceling on you. It's like yeah, oh, my day's already shit you know, right now. Like like what do I have well, to lose? Like, yeah. 
and the guy like beside her was talking about like doing some sort of skateboarding at York. So I joined the conversation and then he mentioned like that he has videos. I'm like, oh, where do you have these videos? Like, oh, add me on Instagram. And I added him on Instagram. I'm like, oh, I'll add you on Instagram too. Added Emma. Then ah, the, that's the, the secret. The, the next day, this is like, slid into the DMs. This is uh, this is a, a little uh, what's it called? A little uh, tidbit. Uh, work for me um, uh, is like if you want to get someone's number or Instagram handle or whatever, don't ask them first. Ask whoever they're with. Yeah. Like ask their friend, or whatever the person you. Don't start with the person that you want, right? Because you. I don't know. Maybe it's a pheromone thing. You could smell the desperation, whatever. Have yeah, it be like the, the like manufactured as an afterthought, that type of thing. Uh, yeah, it's, I just uh, I just kind of got lucky. Maybe if that conversation was happening, I wouldn't have done it. Right. Because, like you said, that would have been like, uh, uh, "Here's your change, sir. Hey, what's your Instagram? Where did yes. all the receipts?" Yes. And like that's like you don't do that. You don't no. like like. She's already like a female cashier. I feel like kind of an asshole to be like, hey, what's your number? Because you yeah. smiled at me. Like, yeah. But I was just like, okay, we'll all at each other on Instagram here. Well, and then I slid in. I'm like, if this doesn't work, whatever. But well, the thing is, like, you think that like uh, like women get asked, which they do. They get like they get asked out a lot or approached a lot. But like most of the time, it's in a predatory manner. Like yeah. it's it's like it's coming. If just treat people like people, like yeah. just. Be nice as a regular person. Yeah, that's all, all those. That's all those downtown. Ruin it for all of us. Oh my god. Ruin it for the good guys, dude. Did you just do an impression of Amanda Custodio's bit? Like, I, I, I didn't did. mean to, but I think I did. I don't know her very well, honestly. I don't. I, that, I, I know her somewhat. Yeah, that she's yeah. in with with Matt Duffy. Yeah, that that one that went a weird place. Uh, yeah. yeah, but anyway. Anyway. Our first date was Yuck Yucks, and I was on, because I'm a madman. You, like the amateur night? Yeah. You brought the first date? Yeah. That's risky. We were going to go for coffee, and then the booker of Yuck Yucks was like, hey, you're on tomorrow, because they, they do it like a day before. Right. So I was like, hey, uh, I got to cancel on this, because I got booked at Yuck Yucks. I got to go. Yeah. But if you'd like to come, I'll pick you up. She's like, sure, I'd love to. Oh, my God. Killed that night, thank God. Oh, like my, my pulse is going like yeah, and like thank the God. amount of oh my God, you must have been in a flop sweat before you went up. Palms just like drenched because like yeah, there's stakes. Yeah. There are stakes. Because my friends, first date girl, and it's yuck yucks where you oh don't want to fuck God. up in front of like these headliners, right? Oh my God, man! Like, I forget That's... who was on that show. Like like Kyle Lucy was there. Didn't want to fuck up for him. Oh my God, I yeah. Who the I've only done yuck yucks yeah. once, and I, I I I did really well. I can't say I killed because like the and the reason I I can't say I killed is my own fault. Is because that day I wrote my ramen bit, and I tried it that night oh, and took man. it on stage. But you know when you write a new bit, yeah. you don't know how it's gonna do, so you bury it in the middle. Yeah, I can't follow that bit. Yeah, the, that that that, is, that, that bit sure. is unfollowable. That is a closer. Like I like. I, maybe if I'm doing a longer set, I could put that in the middle. But like, but then there's the next two or three minutes after yeah. that are going to be me just recovering from yeah. it because that bit, like, I don't know how to come yeah. off of that because it's it's so strong, it's so different. No, it like it's and so like so I, I did that as like the third or fourth thing I did, and then the two bits after that just didn't live up. Because I couldn't I couldn't follow so myself, high, and it was like. 
I yeah. couldn't follow myself, and that's why like I the only time I do it, it's what I close with. Like yeah. it, it's just it's not. I couldn't follow myself, yeah. so that's what. But I did well in general. It was, just, it was just a bit of flat Yuck ending. Yuck is fun because everybody there is there to see comedy. Everybody like nobody's no. there like I'm just here for my friend. Well, some like, people. Do but. you think like? I, uh, we'll 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 have finished this comedy conversation, then I'll ask my wrap up question because we're coming up on two hours. Oh God, is that, are we? Uh, yeah. Um, oh man. What? Uh, it, the thing is, like, I had this conversation with a bunch of people. Is that the re- there's a kind of a a a rate limiting step of how much better we're able to get like at our level mm-hmm. because we don't we rarely get in front of the audiences that would allow us to get better right like as as like open micers or whatever you want to call us like amateur comedians yeah we're performing in the least ideal conditions for comedy in bars where people are like are drunk and heckling us in uh in in places where people are half listening right in in rooms where they didn't know comedy was about to happen so we're kind of assaulting their night by being there exactly and then, like, just came and then, wings. What the fuck? And then the rare times that we do get in front of like legit crowds, like you do head and shoulders better than you have uh, you've done like in yeah. memory because the people are there, they're supportive, they want to laugh. It's a, a rewarding, but and, equally and, so when you bomb in front of those big crowds, then you're like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Now then, tomorrow I'm going to an open mic at Joe's Bar and Grill yes. for fucking two people. And but like, it, like this was it. Just think about how much better we would be able to get in a, such a short period of time if just once a week we were able to perform in a, a optimal club setting yeah like with an audience that was there like and that's why like when once you get like they say like you need to do seven or eight years of this in order to be able to get to like like a successful level mm-hmm. i think it's gonna be shorter if we just we had the opportunity to be in the better yeah, situation it's like everybody wants that opportunity and the people that are gonna get it are the ones that have like they can prove themselves in the less ideal situations where if you know if there's a headliner or a guy that knows a guy and you're you're killing it in front of those three people somehow yeah then he'll be like hey man yeah and you just you need to find those relationships and get people to vouch and like just be able to get like it's yeah and that's it and you just have to hang out too that's the hard part like and just be be able to get better don't talk shit about anybody don't burn bridges yeah keep your head down yeah but yeah, we I I've yet to figure out the solution of like how to I guess accelerate ourselves like in in like I just I'm keep knocking yeah. on doors. And that's that's all it is. Like I, I think we got to start doing our own things and stuff too. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I don't know what this what the what the solution is. But um let's bring it to a close here. My 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 last question usually takes up a, a good chunk of time cuz it's a good question. I'm pretty proud of it. Okay. Uh what I want you to tell me about is uh I want you to tell me about your best day. So what I'm what I mean by that is like if you go to sleep tonight, you wake up tomorrow morning, you get to relive one day in your life. You don't get to change anything. You don't get to do anything differently. It's just I kind of describe it as you know you you have a favorite movie you like to rewatch, and every yeah. time you watch it, you catch something different. Yeah. Can you yeah. tell me a day in your life that you would love to be able to relive like that? Man. Um. Really quick, I'll I'll tell okay. you mine. Yeah, sure. I'll tell okay. you mine. Like uh, everyone's listening, okay. like, but I'll tell you mine. And uh, mine is my nineteenth birthday party. It was December twenty seventh, 
uh, it, my actual birthday is December 9th, but we did it on the 27th because um, that, that like I was in university and I was still in mm -hmm. exams and stuff. So it ended up being like a, a like a Christmas visit for all of our extended family that we don't normally get to see. So there was probably 45 or 50 people there, right? I had all my buddies there as well. I had my girl, my my girlfriend at the time. Everyone I like that I genuinely cared about in the world was in this house. And and eating food, drinking like we started the party started at five o'clock and went to like two or three in the morning, and like that was probably like and I got to have like everything that day made sense, you know, and like I'm a huge family guy, so like I love to be around family, like that's probably some of my best memories. So just to be able to go through and get to do that day, it, it's not like it was a, like an easy day. Like I spent most of the day running around, getting yelled at by my mom, trying to get prep for everyone to come over, right? Uh, because everything has to be perfect in order for people to see our house, yeah. right? Like you're vacuuming, mopping, all that stuff. But yeah, I would wouldn't change anything about it for the world because it was such an incredible day. We played poker for like two and a half hours. That's awesome. Like like, and I ended up like splitting the pot with my my cousin Justin. But and like and then he was like, fine, we'll split the pot. And then I gave him his half, and then he just handed it right back to me. It was like nice. happy birthday, and I was like, oh my god. And you won poker. Man, some of the best days are like days that you're surrounded by loved ones, right? Yeah. Where yeah. and you're the focus, and, and, dude. But it's just simple things, comics, right? We're attention yeah. horrors, so it's like, oh, everybody I love is here, and I'm the focus. Turn their heads on me. Oh, the hell yeah! I uh, I would agree with you that I'm an attention whore, but I don't think that's why I enjoyed that day so much. I just think because Fair maybe enough. it's a selfish like thing, but everyone I cared about was there, yeah. right? So like being able to like. When when else do you get everyone that you care about in one room, right? Yeah. Like and, and like it, maybe selfishly, like when when they're singing happy birthday, I'm just looking around. It's like I love everyone here, yeah. right? Like and that's just and it's the simple things that make you like really like really feel things. Yeah. Okay, I've kind of thought of mine now. Cool. I have a bit of a tie though. Is that allowed? To have a no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. So one of my best days was very similar to yours. Uh, it was the first show, the, the first comedy show that I ever put on was at the Mills Tap House on August 8th, 2018. And you know like that first show where everybody sees you? Because like you, you've been doing this comedy, you're here and there, uh, you're downtown, you're in Brampton, you know, like you haven't brought it home yet, but everybody around you, family and friends, like they want to see you. Yeah. And then you say like, well, for me, I'm like, Hey, I'm doing a show beside Vaughn Mills. This is local for everybody. Come through. And basically I packed that bar with like all my friends and family. There was like standing room only and like friends of, uh, friends of friends and stuff. Cause this was like, there's not many comedy shows in yeah. Woodbridge. Besides was the waitress the, who doesn't know how to be quiet also there? She was not. She <laughs> But that show, it was awesome. I killed as the host. All the comics were funny, except for maybe like one. But um, everything name was... after. <laughs> no, if you're gonna insinuate it's Andy because he brought that up. No, Andy was funny that night. No, no, I don't know why he said that. He, he's so weirdly like uh, Andy. I love you, but like he's he always thinks he did worse than he did. Like he'll be like, oh, I bombed. Like, dude, you got last for like eighty percent of your set. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, uh, anyways, he's, a, he's a bit he's tough got a on but No, he, but I, he, he I, I'm, well I'm going to ask the name afterwards, but you don't know. Okay, it's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it felt awesome to sort of like bring this thing home. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the like drawback of it was every other show after that, the, the bar was like, hey, why is it not full again? <laughs> like, I don't know why I did like the mic motion. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it, that was like just a glorification. Or not a glorification, like just like... 
like this confirmation of this thing that I've been doing and to have everybody witness it and I did well, it was nice. Right. But tied to that was uh, I one of my favorite bands ever is Radiohead. And uh, I waited since grade nine to see them in concert. And this past year, they played two nights in Toronto. And the first night I went with my older cousin who introduced me to Radiohead. And that was an awesome time. But the second night, like I figured out like, they're playing a different set every night. I gotta go again. I didn't have tickets for night two. But I'm like, like whatever the cost is, I gotta go. Shout out to Jam Easy, because he put me into contact with a scalper who, like, gave me a decent rate, really good seats, 190 each. Not bad. Like, right up next to the stage. Yeah. Um, not, like, on the floor, but, like, right. on the 100 section yeah. there. And I went with Emma, and it was, like, one of the best nights. Like, yeah. they put on, like, such a great set. It was with this girl I really care about. If we ever break up, this is going to bite me right in the ass. Yeah. But, uh, no, not at was, all. Like, I, I... I guess it would still be a good moment, but... No, 100%. Yeah. Like, I, that's what uh, I... It's kind of adjacent. I, I have two things I want to say uh, uh, related to that. One of them is like I want to record a, a podcast probably in the next couple of weeks with my my high school buddies. And like this this mic has like a round round recording oh, thing, so I'll, nice. I'm gonna do like a round table type of thing. Mm-hmm. Probably in here because this is pretty pretty good for it. Sorry. But uh, and uh, and then just to be able to tell like interesting stories like from our friendship because yeah. then it'll live. You know, like we can go back and listen to it or watch yeah. the video, like and like when we're when we have kids and stuff, we could be like go back and like hear our stories, us describing them. We fact check yeah. each other in the moment, like oh you forgot this, you forgot that, yeah, and just having that says something exists. Yeah. Like I did that recently with uh, with my nonna. I, I I pulled out my phone and went into voice recording voice notes and recorded and then just sit, sat it down we were sitting oh, nice. on her porch outside and i just i like I, I know her great stories right i know i know a lot of my her favorite stories that she's told me yeah so then i just sat next to her and i didn't tell her it was recording i just went like hey nonna uh, you remember when you told me about that and then just yeah. got her to prompted her with stories and stuff recorded like an hour and then yes. I, I said i gave it to, i said it to my mom and i was like you're gonna cry <laughs> that's <laughs> such a nice thing for family to have like 100%, such a nice man. It's and like because you, you and you would never think to do that, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, he uh, won't hear this, but shout out to Pete Holmes, like the famous comedian Pete Holmes, because oh, right I got now. this idea from his podcast. Because he said he did that, he started doing that like at family dinners. He would just put his phone in the middle of the table and record it, oh, dude, and then I've just to, like yeah, like just to listen fine. to the banter and stuff. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I have but, so many recordings of my uncle just yelling at the, at the dinner table. It's amazing. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the second thing I would say, like uh, similar to you, like one of the con- my favorite concerts uh, that I've been to was um, I uh, Hans Zimmer, the the mm-hmm. composer uh, for he composes movie scores. Yes. He went on tour and he came to Toronto. Oh, and awesome. I love all of <clears throat> the things he scored. Like he did like Inception, Gladiator, right. like. Uh, 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 Bat, like uh, the Dark Knight, like yeah, all did. of these incredible things, right? And so he did like live in concert, and he did. So I bought tickets to it, front row, center, and like they were like you know two hundred and something dollars, like two hundred dollars or something like that. And I went and I took my, my 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 ex, and like we were sitting there, and like you know had drinks before, and like I was in an amazing place when this was happening, and I'm looking up, and he just it was like an hour and a half or a two hour show and i was transfixed the whole time and like and just like holding your hand and squeezing it like like li- listening to him play time from inception wow. live 
And I was the my favorite part of the concert wasn't just Hans because he did like little jokes in between told stories about yeah. that stuff, but he had this. Uh, I it was my first time seeing electric cello. Huh? Blew my mind because this 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 uh, this Asian chick was playing it and she she was wearing this dress uh, and and my my ex wasn't happy about this but she wasn't wearing a bra so you could see everything oh, and like nice. it was like and it was like yes one hundred percent and she was. I don't know if you've ever seen an electric cello, yeah. but it's just it's just a stick all the way down, and then with like the so it had like the outline of a cello, but oh, there was nothing yeah. in the center. It was just like it was like the edges of it, yeah, with the with the strings. And she was wailing on this thing, wow. playing it with her entire body. I was transfixed, man. <laughs> it was incredible. I could tell like, by how passionately you're like talking just, about this concert. It right was, wasn't it, awesome. and it wasn't even like a sexual thing. I was just like, I'm amazed that she exists. That's awesome. Like, and, and that she's so into it. Like, you know, like when you when you see someone and they're so into what they're doing, it's just yeah, dude, you, you awesome. can't help but respect be, be it. Be passionate about what you do, even if it's 100%. like sweeping a floor, dude. Yeah. Sweep that fucking floor, you know? I mean, like, some of the my favorite things to do is like are just nothing menial things. Like, I love making pasta from scratch because I'm in the moment. I'm just doing it and I'm passionate. I, I love food. Like, nice. I'm like this is my linear fat kid coming up. But like, <laughs> just making like doing something with your hands because you're you're into it and like and especially when like I have great memories of making pasta with my nonna but like mm-hmm. it wasn't just making pasta it's the fact that I was doing it with her and we got to talk during it yeah, that's and she's awesome. watching Young and the Restless while we're doing it like huh? it's all these things right nice I don't know but uh, anyways thank you for uh, thank for you, all man. of this this was, this was great was awesome. man yeah wow. thank you for sharing your best day uh, great best answers man two days ago. best two <laughs> days best two days uh, and uh yeah, uh, why don't you look to camera and tell them where to find you on socials and stuff. Uh, it'll be in the description and whatever, but whatever, plug whatever you want. Hey, you can find me at Instagram, at Instagram, fucking, uh, at Michael Prims, P-R-I-M-Z on Instagram. That's where I post most of the comedy dates and yes. comedy shows. And uh, you can also follow my, my Facebook page, Prim Not Proper Comedy. Uh, I guess you'll link that. 100%. And uh, yeah. And also, he runs an amazing show last Sunday of the month, every month, at Archibald's Pub, which I love to perform at. So, And uh, please come out to that because it's a great, great show. If you're in the the Richmond Hill, Markham, Toronto, area, Woodbridge area, come through, man. 100%. Well, thank you for doing this. Thank you, man. uh, This was was awesome. I appreciate you doing this. Thank you for Uh, the coffee. Yeah. And uh, I like that we never really talked about the fact that we were in a garage or why we were in the garage. I think I made some sort of hokey (laughs) accent. Yes, a little bit. But uh, the reason we did this is because our original idea was to do this outside in a parking lot. I feel like that would have been a disaster. A little bit. The acoustics would have been shit. Especially with uh, with that like some of those characters who you see at corners yes, like yes, oh, what's yeah, going on it would have been yeah. a rough one um, but yeah. this is a much better idea because we, we both our families did like like we mentioned during it like we made tomato sauce so you do oh, yeah. generally do that in the garage yeah. and so we thought it would be funny for uh, for us to do it I've spent more time in my garage than my Honda Civic has. <laughs> I'll just tell you that much in my life. Well, thanks for doing this, man. And right. I appreciate it. Uh, and uh, this has been a great episode of Outside the Party.